<laughs> it's been a day. It's been a day. <sighs> <laughs> okay, well, welcome or welcome back to our podcast. My name, uh, what's our podcast name again? Oh yeah, BNB Anime. <laughs> Ah, two yeah. weeks in a row. We two weeks this. in a row. I remember the welcome or welcome back this week, but I forgot the name of the podcast. It's it's been a day. But my name is you, Blue, you and good. I am here with my co-host. I am Brad. Yeah, that's who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am Brad. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Congratulations on remembering your own name. Um, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I know. So many brain cells. I deserve the praise. <laughs> All of the brain cells. Um. Yeah, today we're going to be covering uh, Talakakun is always listless, which um, is different than our original plan, because what happened, Brad? Um, moving took precedent <laughs> over being able to set up a VPN so I can watch the Kiki's delivery service, mm-hmm. but... I'm not going to lie, I'm very glad we did this. This was great. Yeah. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it actually happened to be a fantastically happy accident, um, because when we were uh, discussing what we were going to cover instead, we both thought, oh, well, we'll just do another movie. And so I trotted up myself over to Crunchyroll and um, looked up something Slice of Life-y. So I looked up Slice of Life and I was looking for things with either one episode, aka a movie, or um, short amounts of episodes. And I stumbled across this anime and the description was funny. So I watched an episode and then I told Brad, I was like, we have to cover this. This is hilarious. And the OP is amazing. And uh, yeah, he watched an episode and that was it and we are off this is it's just pre-warning we're gonna be gushing about this whole thing the whole time because this is it's really good it's really really good yeah i'm not happy with you because i cannot get the op out of my head (laughs) it's so bad it will not get out of my head it's oh my god it's it's been in my head for the past two days and i've been playing it on repeat it's genuinely amazing if you don't watch this anime go onto youtube watch the op because oh my god it's so good but anyway we're getting completely ahead of ourselves how are you I am well, but I'm also tired. It has been a week. <laughs> I expect so. Moving is always a lot. And I've also I've also spent I guess today counts as the fourth day cleaning out my office. Ooh. Or my soon to be office. Fun. My lord. <laughs> I have not been a happy camper oh, at no. all. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, but you know what? It it'll get better. Everything will be fine. You did find your a Yolai and April notebook, though, didn't you? I did. I did. As I was cleaning everything out, I was like, <gasps> "I have found it. It has been so long. It's it's been so long." But I was very happy to find that. So, yeah, that's been good. I've got a lot of anime watch, so. That definitely makes the week better. Mm-hmm. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. I've been uh, a little stressed. I think everyone kind of is around this time. Um, mm-hmm. For future reference to everybody that may be listening in the future, uh, we're for the past couple of weeks we've been in what in the craziness coronavirus central, um, mm-hmm. and cases are springing up consistently on the rise still. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it's been a stressful time for, I think, everyone. 
Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm just trying to figure out good ways to do things. So yeah, high stress week for, for both of us, I think, for the entire world really right now. But yeah, that's why I think this anime came at a really, really good time for the both of us. It really did. It really did. It kind of cut back a lot of the tension, although it did, but it didn't for me at the same time, because I have been stressing out about trying to get it watched. <laughs> oh. Because literally all my time outside of work has been spent trying to get that room pieced together. Yeah. It has been, it has been a time. So I literally got the last episode finished right before we sat down to record this. I was like, it's gotta get done. I have to have it done. Yeah. I uh, actually managed to watch it through twice. Um, So yeah, I've seen it twice. (laughs) Look at you go. I'm so proud. Um, I I tell you why though. It's so good. It's totally worth watching through a few times. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and and it, if we're still getting ahead of ourselves, this this episode, you, this is how much we've enjoyed this this anime. Is that we can't even we just want to jump right into talking about it. Just about the fact that we have news to get through and like all the other stuff. But I will say that the reason why I watched it through twice is because the first time I watched it, I just forgot to take notes. Just completely, I sat down to watch it, and it just became fun anime watching time and. I didn't take a single note. I didn't even grab my notebook. It didn't occur to me at all until I got to the last episode and I watched the whole thing and I was singing the OP at the end because they put the, the full version of the OP at the end of the last episode. And um, I was just singing along and then I was like, oh my God, I haven't taken a single note throughout this whole anime. And so today I watched it through a second time. Except you're full of lies because you have notes because of all the stuff I sent you about it. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Like I I'm not sorry for blowing your phone up during all of this. <laughs> I'm not sorry in the slightest. Because I was messaging her about everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every but bit of it. Honestly, it was great because by the time that you got into like the height of your messaging, I had already watched everything. So I was, like, waiting for your next message to be like, oh my god, I know what happens next, I can't wait till he reacts to this part. And it was, it was great. It was really, really great. Oh yeah, because she had finished the show by the time I started to actually get into it. She's like, okay, I've benched everything. And I'm like, I have watched the first episode. <laughs> Honestly, once I started watching it, I couldn't stop. It was like some kind of drug. I mean, I know I, I tend to have more of an addictive personality than a lot of other people, but, like, it was... It was insane. It just, I was like, okay, I'm not streaming. I'm not doing any work, uh, any voice acting stuff. It's getting put on hold, editing for other people. Yeah, no, all stopped because I have an anime to watch. Like it genuinely (laughs) infected my bones. Everything that is important is no longer important. Completely, completely. I was like, okay, I'm never seeing my parents again. Like this is it. I've signed my life away. Mom, dad, sorry. (laughs) It was, it was intense, and yeah, I know it was. It was the same the second time through. Um, it, yeah, it was genuinely very, very good. But anyways, before we jump into the meat and bones of um, Tanaka is always uh, Tanaka Kone is always listless. List, list. Oh my god, I can't speak. You have the words. I have the words. Tanaka Kone is always listless. What did we get for news today? So in video game slash anime news. Jump Force is coming to Switch. Mm. And it's getting a DLC character in Shoto Todoroki. Mm. Which, Jump Force, not a fan. Can't say I'm familiar with it, to be honest. 
that game had all the potential in the mm-hmm. world. Like it could have been great. Its gameplay style was actually really good because I got it at launch. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how bad this game was. Oh, the cutscenes, even the Japanese dubbing. Like I know with a lot of dubbed games, like the lip syncing will be a little bit off. Mm-hmm. With Dragon Ball Fighters being one of the worst, mm-hmm. with the dub being so far off. Yeah. The Japanese version was off with the lip syncing. And I'm not just talking about off a little bit. I'm talking about off. (laughs) That's fun. Not only that, but unskippable cutscenes. The story was so bland and unimaginative. It just felt like it was rushed. It was terrible. And I hate now that Todoroki is ingrained (laughs) in the story. Because... Deku and All Might have already been ruined because of this, and you ruined another one. No. But, I mean, like, the gameplay was great. I, like, I love the fighting in it. Mm-hmm. The multiplayer was terrible, but uh, I could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. But that, that, that's my rant over about that, because I, I had high expectations going into it, and mm. then they just, they crushed me. Yeah, it's super disappointing when things like that happen. Um, especially if you've been, you were looking forward to it prior to the launch and then you get your hands on it and it's just like 50% of the effort that you thought was going to be put into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the last games that I actually pre-ordered besides The Last of Us because that one just, that burned me. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, I can definitely see how you would lose faith in the people that created it. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think it was some people that have actually done some really good work, but I don't know if they just rushed it to get it out or what, but it's just mm, not good. Yeah, I've had that with a couple of um, book series that I've read, and the the I feel like the publishing companies or whatever get on the author's cases, and same with, like, webtoons and, and manga, I found as well. They get rushed by a deadline, mm-hmm. and the quality then lacks. Like, I feel like maybe they needed to spend more time on it but they had already done like a teaser trailer or something and didn't want to postpone it and so had to rush to get it out and then it severely lacked in quality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah this definitely happened with a few things yeah and then one last piece of video game news Ooh. so the esrb and peggy rating has add or has added descriptors to games with in-game purchases for loot boxes mm. so that's an interesting thing, I guess, to try to deter parents from getting games for their kids where they can steal credit cards and just charge a bunch of stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen those memes of stuff going around where kids have gotten a hold of credit cards and charged like thousands of dollars yeah. worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. Fortnite being the worst of them. And Overwatch as well. Yeah, well, there was a um, uh, family vlogging group. I remember some commentary channel talking about it a while ago um, that did that as like the, all of their um all of their videos were completely scripted um but they were like a family vlogging mm-hmm. channel had two small sons and they did that in one of their scripted videos um but their target audience was about the age of their two small sons um and they mm-hmm. and they they did it as like their kids stole the credit card charged the um account and then the parents were, like, mad for a second. But then the dad was like, oh, well, I wanted money in Fortnite anyway. So then the dad wasn't even that mad. And then the mom comes in and she's like, oh, what did you do? I'm mad now. And then she just got over it in, like, a second because the dad was like, hey, we can just give it away to our subscribers. And so, like, the, there was no consequences for the kids in that video. 
And so I can completely see how then kids would look at that and then go, oh, those kids didn't even get in trouble. Or like their mum was only mad for a second. Like I can do that and then go and do mm. it. And then it's obviously not the same situation because it's not scripted. <laughs> it's like, mm, yeah, did this not okay. Yeah, no, no. Did you ever steal money from your parents when you were little? Mm, so listen, <laughs> I was a big fan of having drinks at school mm -hmm. so all the quarters lying around yeah that, that bought me drinks just snatching them right off the counter i don't know if i consider that stealing as such because we had a coin pot in our house that just like whenever you had any loose change you put it in the coin pot and it was there for anyone to just kind of take it so i'm not sure if i consider like toonies or what do you call them in america just two dollars you, do you have two dollar coins no we have dollar coins and 50 cent coins but oh. we don't Okay, well, we have we have loonies and toonies here in Canada. So a loony is a $1 coin and a toonie is $2 coin. <laughs> um, a loony's called a loony because it's got a bird on it and the bird is a loony bird. Um, and then a toonie is a loony is a toonie because it's two loonies. So then it's a toonie. <laughs> Canada never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> I am so humored. <laughs> Look, okay, I, I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait till you get your hands on Canadian money. I'm going to lose it. So is it true that Canadian money is scratch and sniff? See, this is a myth. This is a conspiracy theory in Canada. Um, because it's supposedly, I think it's on the $50 bill, or maybe the $100 bill, I don't know. Um, that if you scratch it, it smells like maple syrup. Um, but apparently the government has said that it's not true. However, if you smell it, it does smell like maple syrup. Like, I've smelled it myself, it smells like maple syrup. So... The theory goes that Canadians just consume so much maple syrup that naturally as money gets passed around, it gets the smell of maple syrup embedded into it. And so the government hasn't infused it with maple syrup. Canadians have. <laughs> <laughs> so, but are you sure it's the money itself and it's not everything in Canada? It's just maple syrup scented, the candles, the air, even the fuel? Uh, yeah, most things are maple like syrup. <laughs> around okay, here okay. like you can get Makes maple sense. bacon okay. you can get maple candles you can get maple um teddies you know they've got like um you know like potpourri like scented flowers and stuff but they have them as maple scented so you can like get a teddy bear that smells like maple um that sounds like the perfect valentine's gift <laughs> for any canadian woman shop now at bnbanimeslashmerch.com <laughs> Slash this is fake. Web, yeah, that that website doesn't exist. <laughs> right? Um, uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, there's maple scented everything around here. Oh, you know what was funny though? A couple of years mm -hmm. back, Tim Hortons, which is obviously number one Canadian coffee coffee brand, um, coffee shop, they um, made a ice cap, which is basically their version of a Starbucks frappuccino. Um, they... Uh, came out with a maple syrup one, and their slogan was, we're sorry we didn't think of this sooner. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they marketed it. It was just, we're sorry we didn't come out with maple-scented coffee drinks sooner. 
That is amazing. And that is brilliant marketing. <laughs> right? They were good. I tried one. They were good. I liked them. A bit sweet for me, but then I just got an extra shot of espresso in it and it was really good. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. They do do maple donuts, though. They're pretty much all season. Hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not a big donut person, but that's because it's just too much bread. And also, I don't do sweets. Yeah, I'm not much of a sweet person either. Um, They do, um, like, tea biscuits, which are basically just scones. Um, and those are really good at Tim's. I like them. Um, mm-hmm. For a while, they had a, a Beyond Meat sandwich, um, which was like the Beyond Meat burger patty. But it was done um, as a sandwich. So it was cold lettuce and salad fillings and then, like, salad dressing on it and um in a bun and stuff it was really nice it was it, it was a nice way to do it because i feel like you get the beyond meat burger you have it as a burger all the time and, and they didn't they did it as a cold sandwich it was really really nice uh but it was only limited time only and now it's gone and i'm sad hmm. that's that interests me tim hortons bring back the beyond meat sandwiches they were really good bring back all the beyond meat stuff and they did a spicy version too that sounds like right up my alley so i like good. spicy stuff I had chili for dinner, and uh, so now I've got, like, remnants of spicy salsa and chili <laughs> in my mouth, and I keep, like, getting hints of it, and I'm just like, oh, this is going to make my nose run throughout the entire podcast. See, I feel the same, but also because it's the height of allergy season here, so that's why <laughs> the past two or three podcasts I've sounded like shit. You know what's hilarious? It's the height of allergy season for you, but there's still snow on the ground for me. Canadians! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and also, by the way, with the elephant in mm-hmm. the room, I also apologize if my audio quality is different this time around, too. I am recording in an undisclosed location, so if you hear Ooh. stuff in the background, it's the nosy neighbors. Mysterious location. I also apologize for my stomach that you may or may not hear growling throughout the podcast. It's been growling all day. I told Brad about it, and Brad says that my stomach is now going to be a secondary character in the podcast. Yeah, just like there's editing Brad and editing Blue, we now have Blue Stomach. (laughs) Which, to be fair, I don't know if you've noticed, or if you noticed, but the second you hopped on the Discord call and growled, that was the first thing I heard. I didn't even hear greeting. It was stomach. (laughs) Honestly... It doesn't surprise me. It's It's been so loud all day. And I was like, oh my God, I hope it settles down after I have my dinner. Probably not the best idea to have spicy chili. <laughs> Don't you know how to eat, woman? <laughs> I like spicy food, even if my body doesn't. No, I'm just saying, don't you know how to eat if it's been growling all day? Food. I know. I know, but like, I had a pan au chocolat for breakfast. What do you call them? Chocolate croissants? I don't know. In Starbucks, they call them chocolate croissants. It's pan au chocolat. Uh, Have one of those for breakfast. Had some lunch that I can't remember what. And then I had chili for dinner. So I have eaten three meals a day. Hmm. I've had two meals today, but I ate way too much for dinner. What did you have? So I made pork chops, but I made my secret ramen style pork chops where I get the extra thick cuts, sear them on both sides, and then throw them in the oven. Mm. With biscuits, gravy, and eggs. That's such a southern dinner. It's very southern, because here in the south, we cover everything in gravy. Yeah, it's like in the north in England, which is hilarious, because those are opposites. But yeah, <laughs> in the north, like it's known that everyone covers everything in gravy. But yeah, I couldn't help it, but then it was unintentional, but I tried to pan-cook the uh, pork chops, but it was taking way too long, so I was like, mmm think think 
you have watched too much Food Wars. And I was like, <laughs> oh, ramen style. Let's do that. And mm. then nobody could, like, everybody just kept talking about it. Everybody loved it. It was a hit. So I have a feeling I'm going to be held at gunpoint to make those again at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it went down well. And I'm sorry to everyone that may be listening um, that is now hungry. You can join me in the stomach gurgles. Mm, yes, but also watch Food Wars. Get more stomach gargles. 100%. Yeah. Like, we'll push that off on everyone. Uh, that's one thing, though. The past few animes that we've watched, the food in them, despite the fact that they're not food animes, has looked really good. I can't think of a single anime that we've reviewed recently that's had bad-looking food. You see, I feel like this one didn't have bad-looking food either. The only thing is, is that it was just very plain. Like, it was good, mm. and they put emphasis on it. But it was just like your standard, typical, I guess, like, school food, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. But then the the cookies looked really good in the Danishes. They did, and also the really cute cookies. Yeah. <laughs> like, they and were the really masculine cute. cookies. <laughs> Machaco. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, as we're jumping into it, I guess we will officially jump into it. And but wait, there's out. more news. <laughs> there's more news? Oh, there's no. There's more news. What's the news? Okay. So, and I am very heartbroken over this one. So, SAO Alicization War of the Underworld's second part has been delayed oh. until July. Yeah, that's kind of expected at this point, though. I I am so hurt mm-hmm. over this. I was a week away from finally getting past my cliffhanger. A week. A week. Yeah, that's a really last minute delay. It really is. So I was really shocked by that one. But they might have just delayed it because I think now Japan's uh, state of emergency has actually went throughout mm-hmm. the whole country instead of just yeah, the select has. few cities. Mm-hmm. So I guess they just delayed it instead of having to like take a break halfway through. Why not just delay it until they think they've got it handled and then yeah. do it from there? Well, it makes me wonder if they've finished the entire thing. Like if it's if every single episode is done, it just needs to be released now. Or if they didn't finish like the last few episodes and now can't finish the last few episodes because of the state of emergency, so they can't get into the studios and stuff. Um, and because of that, that's why it was delayed. Because it, to me, it makes really good sense right now to release an anime because everything else is being delayed. So it kind of gives yours more of a spotlight showing and everyone's at home. So people are going to be watching more TV. So if you're having a TV broadcast, like a TV debut, like if it's being showed on TV, then surely you would want it now because people aren't likely to miss it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would definitely make the most sense for something like that. And also mm-hmm. you have people like me who have been chomping at the bit to get it. <laughs> and then yeah. now, now I can't. So now I'm, now I'm just heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. But like, cause I can definitely see for myself, like as someone that doesn't really gravitate, gravitate towards sort of online, I can definitely see that if there was nothing else on, like I, everything else that I was watching had been delayed, but that one was showing, I would watch it because it'd be like, oh, okay, well there's nothing else. So I'll watch this. And it might end up getting a, a separate section of viewers that it wouldn't have initially gotten because of that. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I figured that now would be a fantastic time to have a launch of a new anime, but I guess you have to be, have to have the anime completed at this time for that to work because you don't want to end the season halfway through, as you said. Yeah. I'm very curious how they do stuff over there and how like far shows are actually done by the time they actually release them. Mm-hmm. Because I know with 
Dragon Ball Super, they were having trouble with getting episodes out. So they were swapping studios for each episode. Yeah. At least whenever they were starting out. So the animation quality for like the first 30 or 40 episodes of Super had moments to where, oof, the animation was just trash in certain frames, but it was like multiple frames to where mm-hmm. it was very noticeable to where your main character's in a fighting scene where your animation should be at its peak, look like background characters in an OP. Mm. So, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> or Tanaka-kun when he's trying to be invisible. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> and then, this weekend, Funimation is streaming Rascal Does Not Dream of a Dreaming Girl. Mm. And it's only going to be streaming this weekend, Friday to Monday, so... From the time you're listening to this, you have one day to go out and watch it. If you, Because apparently the film picks up right where the first season of the anime left off. And right. if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. I was hounding Blue about this last night on the stream of We Need to Cover It because it's a really great show. And it's mm-hmm. a really smart show. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed it. It deals with a lot of psychology elements. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really hard to describe. It's not what it sounds like, though. I swear, it's not <laughs> It's not a lot of fan service and plot. <laughs> yeah. It's legitimate plot, not plot plot. <laughs> <laughs> Actual plot. How many times have I had to say that in the past couple of episodes? It's not plot plot, it's plot. <laughs> yeah, especially last episode with Are You Lost? Yes. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of uh, plot and plot plot in that one. <laughs> Oh, yes. So much plot and plot plot. (laughs) And then the last piece of news I got, Junji Ito launches a new horror manga. Mm. I'm interested. I really enjoy Junji Ito's work Mm -hmm. because I'm a big horror fan myself. I'm Mm -hmm. more into horror games and horror animes than I am horror films. Yeah. Just because horror films to me, I don't know. I guess I grew up playing horror games which mm-hmm. is sounds weird but i can clearly remember at five years old playing there was something on the playstation one i think it was like alone in the dark or something i just mm-hmm. remember it being in a two disc set mm-hmm. and i remember playing it having the absolute shit scared out of me <laughs> and then or like having nightmares for like two weeks because of that damn game mm-hmm But then, like, I don't know. I just adore horror games. Like, if I could stream them all the time, I would. But I would run out of horror games at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, the funny thing about... I I kind of agree with you. I prefer horror games and horror manga slash anime um, over horror movies. Because I feel like um, horror movies are... Have reached the point in, in, like, Hollywood where they aren't super creative anymore because they're so cheap to make so the the priority for them is making them quickly and making them cheaply and then getting them out and making a profit and because of that people don't take um serious horror movies seriously um Mm -hmm. and like really it's really hard like when you think about like a, a new horror movie coming out that's like high budget and well written with a detailed script and stuff. I mean, this happened once every blue moon, you know, whereas um, even with other genres where things happen quickly and get thrown out all the time, like um, romantic comedies and stuff, Mm. 
every year or so there'll probably be at least one with a high budget that's well written, you know? And but horror movies aren't in in like they're just pumped out, like as many as you can get out, get it out. And uh because of that, all of the good horror writers go into kind of books, really, I guess. Mm. Um but even then there's a lot of like quick out there thrown out there, like cheaply made horror books as well. Um so I feel like but with with manga and anime and video games the competition is different the atmosphere is different um because people are reading them watching them um and they they have have and playing them with much more of a high critique i feel like they they're they're picking them apart more and and vocalizing their opinions and there will be a definite impact in finances if it's a good horror anime or a good horror video game compared to a bad one whereas in horror movies in Hollywood you probably won't see that much of a financial difference between a cheaply made thrown out fast one and uh, a really good well written expensive one because the same kinds of people go watch horror movies all the time you know Mm -hmm. and not only that but I guess like especially video games they're a lot more interactive to where you True. have to stay engaged and pay attention the entire time. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, Visage, whenever I streamed a lot of that back in October, I have not been that horrified playing a game in... I can't tell you how long, or I can't tell you when the last time I was that horrified, period. Yeah. Like, that was that was a lot of fun, but also, my shoulders still hurt. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, my one critique with horror games, probably, and and this is not for all horror games, because obviously there are exceptions to this, but I'm not a very good gamer. Um, I don't pretend to be. Uh, I enjoy video games, but I'm, I'm definitely not a pro gamer by any means. Um, and because of that, I die a lot and need mm-hmm. to get reset a lot. And so I replay parts a lot. And because of that, horror games can sometimes get really repetitive, and then I kind of get immune to the scares. Um... But obviously there are games where that isn't such a thing because it focuses more on the story and you playing through the story and less so on you actually dying and getting reset. But there are quite a few where I've like been playing them, um, especially ones on stream where I'm distracted by chat and then that kind of breaks the tension and then I die and then I replay it through and then, you know, it doesn't scare me as much as others that have been much simpler um, in like actual gameplay and much easier to complete, but have scared me a lot more because I haven't gotten like played through it like five times through that one section, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that completely, but I don't know. I feel like it has to be a little bit challenging because that's also what's going to keep you on edge because a True. giant monster barreling at you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to get old, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, because a part of it is that you're concentrating so hard that you forget about things and then they pop up and skate. Mm. So that is definitely a part of it is you need to have that level of concentration on something else for that element of distraction. Um, And so, yeah, they do have to have a certain level of difficulty. But uh, that's why I think probably I prefer watching people play horror games than playing them myself. Mm. I don't know. It might just be because I've grown up playing them, but like I just... I've always been the kind of person whenever I play games to kind of commentate. So I've had like my cousin, for instance, like he would love to watch me play anything. Mm-hmm. And I've never been one to really sit back and watch unless it's like the let's plays on YouTube now to where it's just like, it's something I know I'm not going to buy. 
Yeah. So I'll sit back and watch, but especially horror games, I'm the kind of person where I just want to get in and play because I want to actually experience, like, I guess, like, how legitimately scary it can be. Mm -hmm. Like, Visage. Like, after I was told about it, I was like, "Mm, I'm not going to watch any gameplay because I just want to see it and I want to experience it. And, oh boy, was it fun. Yeah. Yeah, I completely get that. See, I was was like your cousin, but it was me watching my brother play when we were little. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I didn't actually get into playing video games until I was in high school. Although I did have like a Game Boy Advance and played like games on my Game Boy, but like not properly, you know, I would I wouldn't consider myself a Game Boy, a gamer until I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got into like Minecraft and stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I have always been on the more watching side of things. And then it's only really recently with starting streaming that I play games as much as I do anyway you know I I, gaming was never like a huge part of my life until I started streaming and now it's become like now whenever I game I'm basically streaming you know Mm. which it's kind of become that way for me too like the only time I have time to game now is whenever I stream but also like I don't know it feels wrong to game and not stream now because I miss the interaction with people like it's I don't know, it's almost ingrained and it feels really lonely playing yeah, agreed. without having anyone around now. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, there's been a, a couple of times when I've been like um, loading in content into my Sims games or making sure that I've saved things into the right worlds or, you know, doing like background stuff where I don't stream it. And I find myself like talking out loud and then I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> not streaming. <laughs> <laughs> I've had moments like that too. And like mm-hmm. I said, like it's almost been natural for me to commentate, but whenever yeah. I'm doing that by myself, I'm like, mm, I'm going crazy a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I talk to myself anyways. Like I, I, I am a person that just like, as I'm doing things, I'll just have a small conversation with myself. Apparently it's a sign of intelligence. So that's what I'm going to take it as. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. It just enhanced it starting streaming and, and then talking about what you do and then just keeping that up and and continuing talking about what you do Mm, for sure but yeah so after that tiny little tangent i'm out of news Ooh. okay well i guess we will jump into it now Uh Uh, so let's let's pull a philip defranco and just jump into it um (laughs) i think it's jump right into it is that what he says let's just jump right into it I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just here to just talk here. and randomly give nonsense. <laughs> it's it's like, sup, you beautiful bastards. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. I'm your host, Phil, and let's just jump into the news. I think it's something like that. I can't remember. Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyways. Um yeah, so Tanaka-kun is always listless. Um, that is the anime that we are uh, discussing today, as you probably figured out by the title and the fact that we've mentioned it like 500 times already. Wait, um, if you we haven't are? Picked that up- Shit, here I was watching Food Wars this week, getting ready for this week's episode. Damn it, no wonder I was so far behind. Yeah, if you haven't picked it up by now, maybe you want to refresh, go get a cup of tea or coffee, perhaps have a nap, because I feel like maybe your brain cells aren't working the best. Um... But, but yeah, speaking so, of food wars, the fifth season started this weekend. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, I haven't seen the first episode yet. I need to because the last one left off on such a weird bit. Yeah, it gave a cliffhanger and then we like 
you watch the first episode and you like you get to see more of the person and who he is that you saw ah. in the cliffhanger of the fourth season, but you don't truly like my advice to you blue, but also everyone else watching watch through the ED, which you should watch through the ED for the first episode of any show season, whatever, just at least through the first episode. But the ED for food war season five gives away more info mm. than the OP does mm. for once. At least in my opinion, the ED itself tells a story. So it's, I don't know. I recommend it. Anyway, I had to get Food Wars off my chest because after everything that I've watched outside of Tanaka-kun this week, Food Wars was excellent. I enjoyed it. I kind of like where they're going with yeah. everything. They still made it interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I had to get that off my chest. Anyway, <laughs> Tanaka-kun, I need a nap after watching this show. Oh yeah, I, I think everyone needs a nap. Okay, so Tanaka-kun is um, a, it was originally a web manga uh, published by Square Enix, written by Nozomi Uda um, and published by um, uh, uh, Gan Gan Online. I think I said that right. <laughs> um, or Gangan. I'm not sure. Um, and the original runtime it was from April 26th, 2014 to July 25th, 2019, with 13 volumes. It was then ad- adapted, adapted, adapted <laughs> into an anime uh, directed by Shinya uh, Kawatsura. Sure. Um, written by Akimi uh, Omode uh, um, and was produced by um, Silverlink. And if you're not familiar with Silverlink, they have done mm-hmm. quite a bit of, I guess, slightly more higher profile shows in a sense, depending on yeah. how you want to look at it. Like Baka and Test, like I was really familiar with them even before I got back into anime just because of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. But then outside of that, They've done Masamune Kun's Revenge, which is another one of those that I started watching like right after I got back into anime. It was an odd mm-hmm. one, for sure. But also, I'm really pissed that I haven't got my second season of it yet because it was. Mm-hmm. It had a really interesting premise. So, the main character was fat whenever he was younger. And. Right. But he had a crush on, like, this really rich, really beautiful girl, and they were really close friends. Like, they were really close childhood friends. Mm-hmm. So, but one day, he went over to her house, and so there was some sort of miscommunication that it shows later on in the show. But she ended up, like, calling him a pig. Oh. And so, after that, like, it devastated him. And so he went into, like, full, like, rehabilitation mode and got ripped. Right. And everything. And started a new school, like, changed his name, but went to the same school as her so he could get his revenge on her to make him, or to make her fall in love with him so he could break her heart for it. Right. And so you get to see their relationship and dynamic change through the show. And then it ended with, like, her finding out who he was. Right. But then, like, nothing. And I'm like, damn it. That's such a cliffhanger. I need more. Like, I got invested. Like, it was, it's such an odd show. And it was so weird for me to get into. Yeah. Whenever I'm just getting back into anime. But I'm like, don't. Like, this is the shit that, like, (laughs) Dead Man Wonderlands you of just, like, why? why? And especially somebody who's 
new i wasn't new i grew up watching anime but like just getting back yeah. into the scene of what anime could be yeah. in the present day why yeah did you go and read the manga i think i tried mm-hmm. but I, everywhere i looked i don't think it was caught up right but yeah but the manga is in the japanese name and it's uh it basically translates to like not his revenge right so that's where I'm like, mm. Mm. spoiler. So how does that go? <laughs> I have no clue. Um, Tanaka Kun's uh, runtime for the anime was um, between April 9th, 2016 to June 25th, 2016. It's 12 episodes. And Tanaka Kun is also another one where I wished there was a second season. And when I got to Crunchyroll and we got to the last episode, I got was on Crunchyroll, got to the last episode. Um, I went down to the comments and every single uh, comment was just pretty much cry face. There's no second season. Um, so, yeah, I feel like Silverlink has a reputation of of blue balling you for a second season. Silverlink really does, because I was like, as I was going through all the shows that they did, there's not like, I don't think there's any second seasons across any of this. The only thing that I think might or Death March to a parallel world might be getting a second season right um silverlink also did wise man's grandchild go figure <laughs> and then bofori which i have talked about um and then my next life as a villainess which i'm also watching right now which is really good mm-hmm. but i'm 99 certain that bofori will be getting a second season yeah and then my next life as a villainess i doubt they're going to be able to complete their story in one season at least i hope not Mm -hmm. because i'm really enjoying that right now so maybe they're getting on the ball with like actually giving second seasons yeah and like there's there's oh if they ended this one without giving us a second season oh (laughs) i'm gonna cry i'm still holding out hope since we just found the show like maybe tomorrow they'll announce maybe tomorrow season please i I just thinking since it's like 2016 it's 2020 it was four years ago haven't announced a second season i i don't think it's there well it took them like four years to get us a second season of attack on titan I mean, that's so true. maybe that's true but then again the studio who does attack on titan is really small or at least they were whenever they were starting yeah. out so i mean i don't know just just give me a second season please over like i'll do anything look okay I'll sacrifice my firstborn <laughs> if you give me this, just please. <laughs> well, it makes me really curious as to how far they got in the in the web manga, um, because mm-hmm. there's 13 volumes in the web manga, 12 episodes. So, like 13 volumes, multiply that by two, because an episode of anime is typically about three chapters of manga. Right. And most volumes typically are comprised of six to seven chapters. Yeah. So... There's hope for a second season. <laughs> there is hope for a second season. There should be enough content, but it makes me curious, and I'm going to have to see if I can find the web manga and see uh, if the story does continue and what the story like is afterwards, because um, Tanaka-kun is always listless. It does have a linear story, but it also doesn't have a linear story. Very similar to kind of like Are You Lost from last week. Um because it doesn't uh it doesn't seem to age you know it does go through seasons but they don't ever like graduate as a school day or there's not like really a continuous plot from episode to episode it's just those are your like 
tropes that's what happens these are your characters and we're just going to follow them i mean it's a very 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 typical slice of life um and uh yeah i don't know it makes me interested to see what they could possibly like if there is a linear story of the webtoon or anyway well it's one of those things to where like i'll actually disagree with you on this one because i think it is actually very linear to Mm -hmm. an extent like, it yeah. does follow their everyday lives through school, so, I mean, it's a lot of repetition and whatnot, but episodes do take place, like, over a day or two days. That's true. And it's a lot of, like, the next episode, they'll still reference stuff that happens in the past one, so it is very linear, but it still That's takes true. place, like, in one school year. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is true. It's linear, but it's, It's like, not. Like, it's odd. Yeah, because character developments happen and those character developments do continue and they do reference those character developments. But there's not like um, uh, a plot point that continues through necessarily. Yeah, no, like, it's more arc. It's relationships. Like, there's no story arc. Yeah, it's just yeah. character building and relationships, which this one had probably one of the most heartwarming. It's so cute. Like character developments for the main character ever. Yeah. Like yeah. episode eleven, whenever it was. Yeah. Uh, it's just like oh, kawaii. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I guess we'll give a rundown. Oh wait, no, the OP. I do want to talk about the OP before we give a rundown of the of the description of the anime. The OP is the best thing I've ever listened to. It's so mm-hmm. good. Oh yeah, one hundred percent agree. It's still like the entire time sitting here through this podcast is just going off in my head, and I'm just like, <laughs> why won't it stop? I mean, I love listening to it, but just just make it stop, please. No, like honestly, I have it, it, I've probably played it. Well, I mean, first of all. I watched the anime through twice. So 12 episodes. I never skipped it once. It played 13 times because they also used it in the ending of the last episode. So 26 times just from watching the anime, I've listened to it. That being said, I've also played it on stream three times and listened (laughs) to it on YouTube probably another 20 times. Even probably maybe not even that. Like I might have listened to it more than that. Genuinely. I'm gonna need you to stop whipping out on stream and just leave that on repeat. I I might I do love genuinely. I, I think everyone would love it. Like by the time your three hour stream is over, I think everybody would just be like chanting along in the chat, or at least I do anyway. Oh my god! Like I can't. Ex- How much of the messages that I spammed you with <laughs> was just me just going along with the op? Uh, I can't even get like it just. The first time I watched the show, the first episode, I played it. The opening scene of the first episode is beautiful. Like, it's genuinely beautiful. I wasn't expecting to go into this anime for beautiful artwork. And I go in there, and first episode plays a bit. It's um, Tanaka is lying on in a green field under a tree, and it's just him asleep with the breeze blowing, and it's beautiful, and that's how the whole anime starts. Fantastic way to start an anime. And then there's a little joke, and then it kicks off with this OP, and oh my god, I smiled from ear to ear. It was like cherubs in my brain. It makes me so happy. This this song makes me so happy. And I don't know why, what it did to me to make me so happy. But every time I listen to it, I smile from ear to ear. I look like a freaking Cheshire cat with how big my grin is. 
But I mean, like you're you're not wrong with it though. Like it's like it just pulls you in, and you just can't help but smile. But here's the thing, okay? I didn't tell you about this oh. because I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to hear your reaction. Oh, but we've done nothing but go on about the OP. We haven't given the ending enough credit. That's true. But it, like, here's the reason I prefaced it with this: <laughs> the, the first ending. I fell asleep. <laughs> like, like it relaxed me because, okay, so she talked about the OP. The ED for it is just him lying in a field of grass. And it's like very heavily CGI'd grass. So it looks very realistic. Mm-hmm. And the art style for the show is very, like, I would almost label it as beautifully simplistic I yeah guess. it actually reminded me a lot of Haikyuu when I was watching it especially in the characters faces mm-hmm. but it was like it's just very simple mm-hmm. but it's still beautiful mm-hmm. in its own way yeah. like it's very nicely done mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so you got him in just a field of grass just laying breeze blowing you watch the blades of grass just blowing around him I fell asleep <laughs> like it and like the ending is very poppy in a sense mm-hmm. like but it's just low-key poppy yeah and just like it's like i don't think it got enough credit because it was wonderful and it fit like the op and ed for the show just fit yeah. amazingly yeah definitely definitely and usually it's like Usually it's one or the other, like one might feel a little bit out of place, but it just, I don't know. I can't describe it. They're just so amazing and just fit so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree. Um, yeah, they're both, they're both fantastic. They, they, it, I, I would watch the show just for the OP and ED. I mean, the, the show and is I've fantastic. I've watched some shows like solely for mm-hmm. the OP, Domestic Girlfriend, You Are a Raging Dumpster Fire, but your OP is 100% fire, and it's on my workout playlist. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's great. I feel like the, the OP of this should be my, like, alarm clock noise to just make me happy when I wake up every morning. But I don't think you'd wake up. No, that's true. It's a hit. No, I don't <laughs> like, know, because the chorus is kind you'd of... You'd just be listening to it in your dream, just kind of, like, blazing along. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so a uh, brief description of the show is basically that uh, Tanaka-kun is our main character. Um, and he and uh, Ota um, are best friends and they're at school, they're high school. Um, and Tanaka-kun is um, listless, basically. <laughs> he is, he is um, as lazy as you could possibly get and always tired. Um, so it's just a slice of life about him and his group of friends and him being asleep all of the time. I'm pretty sure he's asleep more in this anime than he is awake. Um, and uh, and his best friend, Ota, and a couple of other characters that come in um, that uh, that just hang around him. And, and it's just about it's just about him being sleepy. That's all it is. It's a very sweet he, anime. He's so sleepy. Okay, so two things mm-hmm. I gotta talk about. One, Ota is an enabler. He is such an enabler. He is he he's not even just an enabler, he's basically his mother. <laughs> yeah, like literally his mother. Like Ota carries Tanaka around. Oh yeah. <laughs> like Tanaka won't get up to go to lunch no. or 
go home, anything. So he literally just tucks him under his arm like a bag. Yep. It just carries him yep. everywhere. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, it's great. And then the second thing I got to mention, brother complex. Yeah. I don't want to say it's the one complaint I had for the show, but but it's a complaint. It's a blatant complaint. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'd say that that was probably my my one big thing about it as well. Um, so Tanaka Kunda's got a younger sister called why can't I remember her name? Was it Reno? I think so. R I N O. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I wrote yeah, it down Rina. somewhere, but you know, <laughs> I have like pages of notes. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, she. She does have a brother complex, uh, but she has a brother complex, but it's not as bad as I've definitely seen before. Um, and it's not like she's... I don't know. It, it, it's pretty there. Like, it's... It's pretty there, but she's not in love with him romantically. She just wants to be the closest to him. And that's the big thing. It's like this. It, it's not an incesty brother complex. It's just a... She wants to be the closest person to him. Yeah. It's like a non-violent yandere. Yeah situation yeah uh, nearly non-violent <laughs> nearly not non-violent should i say she she does want to kick the shit out of ulta but ulta yeah. is massive yeah um yeah i would agree that's probably my, my one thing about the show as well um yeah, like, i think i don't think there's anything else i could complain about like it's very tropey yeah like, the show has just about every anime trope imaginable but it works for it though, because it does it in adorable ways to the point where you can't fault it. Yeah. Well, I have to say that I think this show probably has one of the most adorable main characters of all time. Tanaka is like a little cat in the sun. Like he, the the way that they animate him doing things, just like leaning on his chair and stuff, it makes you just want to give him a blanket and a hot water bottle and send him off to sleep. Like, he is the perfect drawing for this character. They get Like, he's a teddy bear. He's adorable. You you want to bundle him up and baby him. So I completely get where Ote comes from with his enabling. Because you just do. Like, he's, he's so freaking cute. <laughs> he, he's definitely, like... Once the year's over, we'll probably do, like, our rankings or whatever of everything that we've covered and everything we've watched for the year. Alta's definitely, like, runner for best friend of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Alta is, like... Like, 100% best friend. Like, I need somebody like this in my life. Yeah, most dependable person. I just wish I could be Tanaka, because... Oh, I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I realize I started off the podcast like, I need a nap after watching this, but you no. do. You just watch it. And a lot of our stuff, you need snacks while you watch it. This, you need a blanket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, I would recommend getting some tea, something like chamomile or mint or something. Um, get yourself a warm blanket, like, take it out the dryer, you know, that kind of, like, oh, cozy warm. Uh, put on some fuzzy socks and... Uh, and and put this on and just snuggle up and just take a breather. This that's what this anime is. I mean, you will definitely laugh. You will laugh out loud. This anime is very funny, but a good majority of it is also just allowing you to just relax. And I love it for that. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like I laughed more watching this show. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I laughed more watching this than I did the last two shows we covered combined. Really? Really? I did. Like, I <laughs> I love this so much. I think it's just because, like, I can relate to the mm-hmm. main character in this yeah. one so much. Yeah. Like, I 
well, I mean, you saw, like, I did nothing but blow you up for the That's past true. three days over this. Like, obviously, I adored this. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I did hear that you said that you think that it might be up there close around your top ten. Like, I I don't know why, but I enjoyed this to the point to where I think it very well could have broken into my top five or top ten favorite yeah. anime of all time. Like, it's everything about it just, like struck well with me i mean minus yeah. that one complaint about the brother complex like i can't i can't find anything wrong with yeah. the show in yeah. my opinion like there's nothing like it's just almost flawless it's great like solid a can't give it an a plus but solid a <laughs> yeah yeah no and i i agree with you it's definitely up there for me as well i um i think that it just, it doesn't take itself seriously, um, which is the same as um, Are You Lost in the Daily Lives of High School Boys. Um, but it does it in a way that's different from those two. Like, those two are trying to be very funny. They're trying to be laugh out loud funny. Um, and this doesn't feel like that same energy. It comes across as just casually funny. And for some reason, that makes it funnier. Um, mm -hmm. I, it, it's, and it's not saying that those other two are trying too hard because they're definitely not. They're just a different form of comedy. You know, you watch those when you actively want to laugh. I feel like you watch this when you just want to sit down and watch something and you stumble across it like we did and it cracks you up. Like it's not something I wouldn't pick it out from like a, a list of 5,000 anime or whatever if I wasn't reviewing something and had to pick an anime, you know? It wouldn't be something that I would go onto my list and see and look at the cover and look at the description and think, I want to watch that right now. I have to watch it, I have to watch it, I have to watch it. And I think that's what makes it special, is that it's secret. It's like a little... Although it's not, it's obviously highly rated and, and people know about it, but it feels like it's a secret. Mm -hmm, because it wasn't like... I think the show came out whenever I was just getting back into anime. Mm -hmm. So... Like, I was on Crunchy a lot, I was on Funimation a lot, yeah. and, like, I didn't hear about this, and yeah. I never would have heard of it if it wasn't for Blue, and then, like, it's, I don't know, like, it's, it's just so good, like, I'm yeah. just gonna sit here and gush over it, it's so good, that's all yeah. I can say, like, yeah. I'm here for the best reviewing discussion ever, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good, yeah, you know, and I, I completely agree, and uh, Slice of Life is my favorite genre of anime. Um, I, I, yeah, it's my favorite genre. I, in, not just in, in anime, not just in manga, but in like movies and stuff. Like some of my favorite movies are movies where nothing happens. Like The Breakfast Club. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Nothing happens. Um, <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. I, I love those kinds of movies. I love those kind of books. I love those kind of anime and manga. Um, and this, this is high. I've seen a lot of slice of life anime and this is high because it, it genuinely, it's funny, it's heartwarming, it's sweet, it it's stupid, it it just is good. It's just good. Mm, 100%. It's wholesome, mm. it's great. Like, I don't know. I feel like we've expensed a lot of, like, adjectives over a lot of the shows that we've seen. And it's, like, it's, it's just so good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I feel like we went ham with everything that we've picked so far. And then we come across this one. And it's just like, well, shit. Like, it's another <laughs> really good one. I know. I know. What have we been doing? I feel like we need to go and actively search for a really bad anime. Because recently, the whole th- everything that we've been doing is just episode after episode of us just gushing about how good things are and not actually saying anything worth critiquing about any of them. And it's like, I've tried. Like, with the last ones, like, I legitimately critique them and rated them yeah but like this one like if i had to sit down and rate it like it it gets an 8.5 yeah like it rates super high like i can't yeah like i don't know like can we skip Kiki's delivery service and try to find something terrible so we I can like, legitimately like tear show apart yeah. for next week? I know. Which, by the way, Kiki's delivery service has been moved to next week because, you know, I, I live in America and I need a VPN to be able to watch Studio Chibli films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so we America. promise it's coming. <laughs> um, look, look here. You're American, too. You're just maple American. <laughs> What? <laughs> Americans you're, dipped in maple syrup become Canadians. That, that That's it. You have been baptized in the syrup of maple. Uh, okay, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're going to get so many Canadians angry at you for that. We are our own country. <laughs> You are, but you're on the continent of North America. So does that make all South American and North American Americans American? America? I I mean, we're all Americans. So what are you, an American squared? My brain. (laughs) This is too much for me to comprehend. Too much. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I need a nap. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, definitely after watching this. Um, but anyway, I think that's where I'm gonna probably put up the spoiler warning. I think we completely forgot to put up a spoiler warning last episode, so I apologize to anyone who uh, didn't get the spoiler wall and uh, did get something spoiled for you. I, I'm sorry. I will try and remember to put up the spoiler wall. Uh, but yeah, spoiler warning. From now on, we are gonna go into you discussing episodes um, and like more intense plot points and stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the second we say you should go watch it, spoilers are off yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was our opening line of this podcast. I think it was just like, hi, nice to have you back again. You should go watch this anime. Thanks. Bye. Yes, 100%. That's basically the um, TLDR notes of, of this whole podcast. It's like B&B anime. TLDR, go watch what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the first episode is just called Tanaka-kun and Otakun. Um, and uh, I, I throughout this, in my notes, some of the, the lines that they use, um, whoever did the sub-translation of um, this did a fantastic job throughout this like throughout the translation because there were a couple of times when they translated things that um were just so well done like there was a um what episode i think probably around episode eight or nine there was a moment where tanaka-kun um says to 
Shirishi, I think is her name. Um, Shiraishi, probably. Um, yeah, sh- and uh, Yeah, Shiraishi. And he says to her um, uh, something along the lines of, um, you're seductive. Oh, no, I mean productive. Um, and it's, it's really good because obviously he doesn't say that in Japanese. But um, the way that they did that to still get the wordplay, um, I thought was fantastic. So I just want to do a quick shout out to whoever the translators were. Um, that was a really, really good job um, on doing those little word plays um because there's a few of them and a few lines where um the the quotes are just fantastic so throughout my notes i have just put little quotations whenever um i found something that made me particularly laugh um i just wrote down the quote and for the first episode um i have one that made me laugh and this just sets the tone for the whole show um and it's just thanks for retrieving tanaka Because that, that that's literally all the show is. Hey, where's Tanaka? Alta. Yeah. <laughs> Go get <Yeah>. him. <laughs> and it just it really does set the tone, and it it shows you the relationship between Alta and Tanaka. It shows you how careless the rest of the classmates are. Like they just know that that's Tanaka, and he needs to be retrieved. Like it. They've given up a long time ago. Clearly, like it just sets Even the, the tone. Even the teacher. <laughs> Even the teacher is 100% giving up on him. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay. So the first episode is just basically getting introduced to all of the characters. Tanaka's always tired. Um, but his arms go numb when he sleeps on them. So he decides that he wants to try hard in the gym to get fitter so that he can sleep more comfortably. Um, and uh, yeah, that's when you... Uh, it's the, in the scene, um, he's he's going to try hard in the gym um Orta and there's there's two other characters that soccer players I don't remember their names they do get introduced at one point but I, I can't really remember their names so just they have names yeah they're, they're secondary <laughs> characters I'm sure it did say on their wikipedia but I didn't write it down um and they're, they're just the two soccer players that's kind of how they're known um and uh uh, Orta grabs the badminton racket and hits the shuttlecock, um, which I believe Americans call birdies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So hits the shuttlecock or birdie, um, and like it like flies past them and smashes it to the ground. He's giant. That's one thing about that uh, about Orta is that he's really big. He's like taller than all other characters and really strong. He's obviously carrying Tanaka around everywhere. Um, but yeah, so he's big and strong, and he looks kind of like a delinquent in his face. Um, <laughs> And uh, and he hits the birdie really hard, and it smashes it to the ground, and the other guys get scared, and then Tanaka goes, I want to try too, and he hits it, and instead of hitting it, his racket gets flown across. So they put him to sleep in the corner, because they're like, you, you, you can't play with us anymore, you're going to kill somebody. So they put him to sleep, and he finds two shuttlecocks that they had spare, and he grabs them, and for some reason, puts them in his hair. It's never explained, but anyway. So, so I, 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 that's where I fell in love with the show. Whenever they found him, I, he, he just looked like a ladybug with the shuttlecock, with the so birdies, funny. just in his hair. Like it, oh, it's so good. And that's that's one of the moments where I was like, okay, this main character is adorable because it's it's things like that that he does that you completely relate to. It's those moments of you get the urge to do something really stupid, but 
as people, our brains go, now that's stupid, I'm not going to do it. But he doesn't have that, uh, like, he doesn't have that (laughs) wall to stop. So then he ends up doing things like that, where he takes the two shuffle clocks and just puts them in his hair and has them as, like, little antenna. And then they all come over looking for a spare one, because Orta slammed it out the window, the one that they were using. And they don't want to wake him up, because he looks so peacefully asleep. So then Orta goes and grabs the one that he smashed out of the window. And it's like... (laughs) It's it's so stupid and funny and just it's just heartwarming and sweet and I don't know it, it makes you happy. Very much so. Very much so. So good. Yeah, definitely. Um so then uh, my next note is just perfect nap conditions. Breeze falls off chair. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, so for- slam. Slam. Yeah. So basically this one is um so it, per episode there's normally about three um scenes, three kind of like plot points. Um although some of them especially later on um end up being one plot point per episode, but quite often especially in the earlier ones there's like three little stories that happen per episode. Um so that gym one was the first story. The second story is um uh Tanaka-kun and Otakun are in class and their teacher has given them like silent study or self-study time um and he can't fall asleep because um he he moved his desk and there are two girls that are blocking the breeze um and so uh that's when Otakun uh realizes that Tanaka-kun's nap conditions are actually quite specific um and uh and then the girls end up getting up he falls asleep but he falls asleep back on his chair and then ends up just falling off of his chair and collapsing it into a pile on the floor um uh another thing that i want to mention about this show is that the little uh breaks for where the adverts get placed are hilarious they're not just like yeah they're not just like a like a screen or like a picture of um uh like I don't know. Just, sometimes it's just like a picture, or like a chibi version of them, or something like dancing or something, and that's just where it ends. Like they're tiny little skits, like three second skits, and they're so good. They're really funny. Not only that, but like the scene transitions of whenever Ota is carrying Tanaka, like across the screen, and the screen drags with it. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I love it so, so much. Good. Like it's adorable. It's I really don't good. know. Like, you could tell, like, this is a passion project. Oh, yeah. If it's not, like, it's gotta be. Because there's just so much, like, little nuances here Uh, that you don't get in other shows. Yeah, okay, another one is um, that there are little side stories that if you pay attention to... Um, that the secondary characters are talking about. Um, and then they're like, they, they go through multiple episodes. Um, so there's one where. Like the um, nail clippers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're gifting your boyfriend <laughs> nail clippers, and it's just like, huh? And then, like, a few episodes later, it's like, how were the nail clippers? And it's like, they're okay. And it's like, it continues on tiny little stories from characters that you're never introduced to. You never, like, hear about them or anything. They're just background noise, but the stories are there and they continue, and it's such a good touch. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. really is like, and that's another one of those things where you don't get that in a lot of shows. Like they might, like typically, if something is legitimately subbed, then it means something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like, because typically they won't sub the background noise 
or like background voices. It'll just be murmuring or whatever. Yeah. But the fact that they did that, but not only did they do that, but they carried it on. Yeah. Like it's such a nice little nod yeah. to things. Yeah. It makes me curious though, because I feel like they even went a step further with that and slightly altered the animation in places as well. I don't know how much of that is true, but I did notice that on the supermarket signs, um, they it said in English supermarket, and I don't know if it did in the original, um, and they just didn't change it because I do know Japanese uses a lot of romanization. But um, yeah, I don't know if they if they changed that themselves or or if it was just done in English to begin with. But there are times in other places where you can see that they have gone in to the animation and written things in English as well. And quite often they'll just put like the text next to it or by it, which they do do in this as well. But there are times when they've actually changed the imagery and they did a really, really good job on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, after after that, uh, Tanaka-kun is having a day where he's doubly listless. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he when he walks into school in the morning, when he's sitting at his desk, Oto realizes that he has got his head resting on two hands, um, and uh, he is he's not eating his lunch. Um, and then when they have a piano, um, when they have a, a music class, he is playing the piano, um, and uh, for the class, and he <laughs> changes it from the regular key to a minor key and makes it like really spooky. <laughs> and it's supposed to be this happy song about their house, like their home. And ends up being really spooky, and and the two soccer characters are just like, it's gotten so dark. My home is gone. My home is missing. It's it's very funny. Um, and then at the end of the lesson, Tanaka's like asleep on the piano keys, and the teacher comes around and goes to like wipe a piece of lint or something off of his cheek, and he <laughs> he, he just shrieks he just like the caption is just scream um <laughs> like anytime tonica like moves quickly in this show like you know you know something is wrong and he, he doesn't move quickly like a normal person he goes from sloth to freaking having a like the possession flash. like he's <laughs> yeah like it's it's instantaneous like one of the last episodes i'm sure blue will get into it but like he moved so fast (laughs) it's so funny okay so i'm not gonna get into all of the little stories um throughout this because there are so many good ones and i want you to experience them for the first time um and and laugh at the jokes so if you are one of these people that listens to this before you've watched the shows i know you're out there i see you um I'm not going to spoil everything because there are certain things that I definitely want you to, to see for the first time. But I know what you're talking about, Brad, and I will get into that one because it, <laughs> it made me laugh so much. Um, oh, yeah. I died. I was cooking dinner, whatever that happened, and I lost it. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, so then Tanaka Kun, uh, after that, the the rest of the guys are like, oh my god, what's going on with him? He's so weird. Um, and he goes to get a drink from the water fountain. Um, and uh, he, he just has the water hitting the side of his face rather than going into his mouth. 
Sugoi. He just stands up with the side of his head like dripping wet because his face has been in the water fountain, not his mouth at all. And Otakun's just like, as you're being extra listless today, I'm not going to lend you my handkerchief uh, to support you. (laughs) And so he just walks away with this dripping wet face. (laughs) And so then the boys meet without without Tanaka. They meet together. And one of the soccer players is like, ah, that's what it is. All of this, the way he's acting, the way that he is, it's not that he's having a double list this day. Um, it's that he's in love and they're like, wait, he's in love? And they all start like figuring out, trying to figure out um, if he's in love or not. And then Otakun uh, goes up to him at the end of the day and he's like, I support you, my friend. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. And, and like he's given off this thing of just like, I'm, I'm here. Um, and then uh, he's like, come on, when your heart's heavy, let's go get ice cream. And uh, Tanaka's like, no, I don't want to get ice cream. And Otto's like, let's go get ice cream. He's like, I know I don't want to go get ice cream. He's like, your heart's heavy. We'll go get ice cream. And he grabs him and he pulls him. And as he pulls him away, his bag falls on the floor and his notebook falls out. And it's just covered in sticky notes that tell him, that's like, go to the dentist, get to the dentist, go to the dentist. Don't come home to You can do it. You got this. (laughs) Um... And then Ota's like putting all of the puzzle pieces together and it's like had the water on the side of his face, panicked when the teacher touched his cheek, didn't want to eat any food, had his chin resting on both hands. He's like, you need to go to the dentist. (laughs) The whole day where they were figuring out what the heck was going on was just because he didn't want to go to the dentist and he needed to. But can you blame the guy though? Nobody likes going to the dentist. No, no, I hate going to the dentist, so I completely feel him. But it's very, very funny. Um, mm. So then episode two is um, Apprentice Application, and this is where you get introduced to kind of our number one secondary character, I'd say, other than, like, Otakun, who's the main sporting character. Um, and that's Miano. So Tanaka-kun starts off the day by going to the shrine and threatening the gods for a peaceful day. Um, and, and, uh, he meets up with Otakun and they are walking, um, to school. And as they're walking through the school hallways, um, Otakun's like, uh, I didn't know that, like, why, why would you pray for a peaceful day? Your days are always peaceful. Like, what, what were you going on? And threatening the gods? Like, what's, what's all that about? Um, and Tanakun's like, um, oh, well, I, you never know when, uh, something weird's gonna happen. You need to be on your toes. And Arthur's like, "Oh, what weird? What's gonna weird that could happen?" And Tanaka's like, "Oh, well, a voice could come down from above and say, um, you are the, the chosen one.' Now. Yeah, <laughs> you're the chosen one. You need to save the world.' Um, and then he's like, "Or," and then a little voice squeaks from behind them. It says, "I want to be your apprentice." Um, and they turn around and they don't see anything, and they look down, and there's this. Chibi, basically, and that's Miano, um, who's like half the size of Ota. Um, she's like nearly half the size of Tanaka, and then Ota's like a foot above Tanaka, so she's like she's tiny, and, uh, and she's the most energetic thing in the entire anime. Like her movements. There's one moment where she's angry at Echizen, who's her best friend. She's mad at Edgerton and she's hitting the desk with her arms out straight. And I'm not kidding. That animation is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I 
lost my shit. I lost it. <laughs> like, I think I sent Blue a screenshot of that. And I was just like, this is the most adorably angry thing I have ever seen. <laughs> I cried. I was laughing so hard. Actually cried. But anyway, her big thing is that she wants to be Tanaka's apprentice. Um, she is so energetic and hardworking and passionate and bubbly. And she wants to be as listless as Tanaka. Um, and so she basically forces her way into being his apprentice. Um, and then has a miserable time because she can't have <laughs> strawberry milk. Because he has green tea and she loves strawberry milk. And then when he's like, oh, I like strawberry milk too, and drinks strawberry milk, she gets mad at him because he's so indifferent in his facial features about strawberry milk because he has the exact same expression. Um. I, I wish I could care so little to the point to where like, I could drink or eat anything and just keep the same face. Unless it's too much of a bother to do anything with like fish or beans or anything like that or salad difficult any fruit you have to peel um and and so then oh this is another one of my favorite bits tanaka then is talking to ota and he is like you know what i want i want to live in a space where everything's in a 75 meter centimeter radius of me so i can reach everything and Ota's like imagining it and he, and Tanaka's imagining it and it's like this glorious like tiny apartment um, with like a toilet that comes out of the wall and a bed that flips over and is a table and like all this cool stuff and Ota pictures it and it's just a prison cell <laughs> and he, so he turns to Tanaka and he's just like no you can't go to prison don't do it and Tanaka's just like what are you even thinking about right now <laughs> But uh, but then anyway, so Miano is like so um, downhearted um, about the fact that nothing's going well with her apprenticeship. She's just too energetic for it. And she's adorable. Um, so she decides that she's so hardworking. She's never failed at anything before. She's never given up on anything before. So she is going to write a freaking massive research paper on listlessness. And it's like the size of an encyclopedia. Like it's huge. <laughs> On how to be non-bothered, she writes an entire encyclopedia. Like, it's a 100-page, like, packet. Kanaka flips through the first few pages, then he's like, I don't get it. And it crushes her. Oh, it's so sad, but also it's so funny because she just doesn't get it at all. She does not get it. Like... uh, like her first thing uh, when she's when she's first introduced he's like uh she's like okay i'll try my best at your apprenticeship and he's like no no don't try your best just don't do anything and she just goes okay i'll do my best at not doing my best <laughs> and i like how she asks him she's like i want to be your apprentice and imme- and as soon as she says that it cuts it cuts to the op in the second it cuts back to the show he's just like no (laughs) and she's like not even bothered in the slightest she's like let me be your apprentice in the softball like a fastball knuckleball thing with it oh yeah like the baseball references are real because she's like i want to be your apprentice (laughs) and it's like curveball and donica's just like no it is like four seam fastball (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> it's great. It's really great. Um, but anyway, so they end up finding that um, finding out that the reason why that she wants to be listless is because there's somebody that she likes and she wants to be a mature woman for them. Um, and they basically end up saying, you're fine the way you are. You know, it's a really sweet, like, oh, we prefer you this way. And the person that likes you probably likes you that way too. Um, and then Tanaka couldn't go to the Israel shrine, um, but uh, he's going to go there to threaten them again and tell them off because he was so mad about the fact that she wanted to be his apprentice <laughs> after he had threatened them in the morning. Uh, but then he goes to get on the wrong train, but then also saves him. It's just, it's another funny little moment. There's loads of those tiny little jokes throughout it that are so funny that are probably like 15 seconds long. And they're so well done and they hold that little story all the way through. And that's one of my favorite ones was him threatening the gods and then like being mad about it and wanting to go back at the end of the day to like tell them off again. And to get his money back. I think he tells Elton, he's like, I want a refund. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And then threatens him, he's like, I'm going to tell your boss. <laughs> yeah, I'm really going to tell your boss next time. Uh, it's really oh. good. Uh, but then uh, Miana, all of a sudden, the next day at school, she's suddenly masters listlessness. Like, is a master of it. She's on a level that Tanaka can't even dream of being. Like, he doesn't understand what she's going on about. She's perfect. Um, and until... Um, but like she, she has a moment where she sends says goodbye to the strawberry milk. She thanks it for being a good friend and then wishes it well and like then says goodbye to it. like it's nuts. It's insane. But she's like the perfect listlessness list listness master. Um, and it goes on for like a while. She's just like it's just a, a montage of her being listless. Um, until she goes to walk under a wet paint sign um, but the boys because it's like uh, caution tape but it's like wet paint tape um, and but she's so small that she goes to walk under it and she didn't even see until the boys stop her um, and they're just like oh uh, I'll move it down because it was too high she obviously didn't see it um, and that's how she comes to a realization because the reason why she's being so listless all day was because that all of the mascots from all of the regions um, around Japan um, she was so concerned about them she thought they were robots that were trying to take over Japan because they couldn't be children that were in them but they were too small to be regular people but then her walking under the wet paint sign and them commenting on her height makes her realise that they could just be short adults and then she just goes back to normal and it turns out that she was just stressing over that the whole time and then she doesn't realise that she was being listless at all and goes to like talk to the other two and they're like yeah you were even better than Tanaka um, and, and she's so upset about it that she's like I need to go find something else to stress over I'm gonna work so hard at finding something to stress over and um. So the reason I found this so funny is because I could kind of relate to this episode on a personal level of whenever she first gets introduced and they both like look straight over her head. <laughs> so in seventh grade, I went to science class one day and the teacher was late coming to class. And so I poke my head out the door and i look to my left and let's let's call the teacher miss jones so i look to the left 
And I was like, huh, Miss Jones isn't here yet. <laughs> then she's like, yeah, I am. And I look down. <laughs> so this, I, I swear, in seventh grade, I was probably... I was probably like five eight, five nine. I'm assuming. <laughs> so, like this lady was short. Like now, I absolutely tower over her. But even then, like she was so short that I looked right <laughs> over the top of her head. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess she's not here today. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a running joke for the rest of the year just be like oh where's miss jones at oh god um yeah oh that's funny oh um so then episode three is just um a girl of contrast echizen san um i I do have one thing to say here really quick (laughs) so the so at the end of every episode, Tanaka is writing out the end title cards. <laughs> and he gets lazy with it. And so he'll be like writing out the Hiragana or whatever. There'll just be a huge streak down the page of where he got lazy with it. But on like the last two or three episodes, like he might have written like one character. <laughs> Like, like every episode, he gets progressively more and more lazy with the end title cards. It's just such a nice little subtle piece. It's so good. There's so just, many of those. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, watch it to the very end, like through the EP, because that episode preview is just it's such a nice little <laughs> addition to the episodes. Like, they thought of everything with this one. It's so, so well done. Um. But yeah, so so uh, the start of episode three um, is just them having lunch. Um, it's the fish deboning thing, which I I, I do want to get into. I want to talk about it, but there's so much to cover that I think I'll just kind of like skip that one and let you go watch it for yourself. It's a good joke. Um, it's very funny. Um... <laughs> I just love that Oto Otokun realizes that Tanaka is on power saving mode all the time. So the point to where whenever he overeats, he dies. Uh, but it's not even that he overate, he just ate one full meal as opposed to getting lazy halfway through and it's ending. Um, it's not like he didn't even get overcharged, like he short circuited. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, but yeah, so Echizen um, is uh, Alta's childhood friend um, and a delinquent. You can't see, but I'm, I'm putting up um, little, little quotations around that. She's a delinquent. Um, and uh, they end up, they end, she challenges Talika to um, uh, fight, basically. And he's like, um, uh, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm confident about any fight that I partake in. And she's like, huh? And he's like, yeah, confident that I'm gonna lose because I have no motivation. And he's so listless that he manages to make anyone around him that wants to challenge him to a fight feel upset about fighting him and not fight. So... (laughs) 
So instead, she challenges him to uh, a game of, I suppose, some kind of Japanese checkers. I'm not familiar with the game. I'm not either. Um, but she ends up winning. Um, but uh, the, the checkers are black and white, same as like a, the regular checkers. Um, and she ends up winning the game. But um, Tanaka has the white checkers. Um, and then uh, when she wins, she's like, ha ha ha, I won. I am the best. Um, and then Tanaka looks down. He just goes, mm, but I'm satisfied. And then it zooms over the board and he's just placed all of his checkers into the kanji that means white. So he... <laughs> He wasn't playing the game at all. He was just trying to spell out white from the kanji because he had white checkers. It's so it's stupid. So um, uh, uh, yeah, so she challenges him to a couple of other things as well. Um, and then ends up finding out that... Um, uh, Echizen is Miano's friend, and that's why um, she wanted to scope Tanaka out because Miano has been like obsessed with Tanaka recently, wanting to be his apprentice, that kind of stuff. And you find out that Echizen loves cute things and can't eat cookies because they're too adorable. Um, and <laughs> and Miano ends up giving her a cookie, and um, Echizen can't eat it because it's too ab- too adorable and too cute. And then Miano gets really angry at her because she didn't eat the cookie and it grew moldy. And so they end up having a fight, which is when you get the slam desk moment of them being so angry. <laughs> and I just realized it during this episode, but so the trailer that I made for ReZero of the Baka <laughs> compilation, I think her calling Edges and Baka is in it. <laughs> I think so too. So I think like, it uh, is. It all comes full circle. <laughs> um, um, it's then... Uh, so then they have like I can't even get through this it's too funny Uh, my stomach actually hurts just going over this Um, (laughs) this is a stupid slamming on the desk moment I'm never going to get over that Uh, (laughs) you have to watch that episode guys watch episode 3 just for that moment it's so good Um, so anyway it's discovered that the person that uh, that Miano likes is Echizen um and uh then they end up becoming friends again it's really really cute and at the end of it um they end up getting the machoco cookies <laughs> which is another joke that i'm gonna leave for you to watch yourself um and not gonna spoil because that's that's a good one all i literally had to do is just send blue machoco <laughs> all caps to get her to lose it it's so good. Um, so episode four is Shiraishi-san's secret. Um, and so Shiraishi-san is um, perfect. She's the class president. She's loved by everyone. She has um, gorillas that follow her around that are like the wrestling captain, the, the like all of the sports captains that are completely obsessed with her. Um, and they're like her bodyguards. Um an altar in the morning nearly runs into her whilst she's carrying uh, Tonaka and she drops all of her papers that she needs to student council. Um, the bodyguards end up stepping on them when they're like getting all aggressive towards Tonaka because she fell over, but he didn't actually hit her. She just fell over out of surprise. So then she dismisses her bodyguards and she like touches them and they run away like giddy schoolgirls <laughs> because they got touched by her. And as they're running away, they're just like, she touched me! <laughs> 
and it animates them as giant bears. <laughs> and so as she she puts her hand on one, she's like, "No, no, guys, like they're my classmates. It's okay." And the longer she has her hand on one of them, like his face just gets redder and redder and redder to the point where they just run away. <laughs> It's like, she actually touched me. Yeah, the two are touching him as he's running, just being like, secondhand touch, secondhand touch. (laughs) (laughs) And this is another one of my favorite moments, too, because it was the stereotypical, like, running late for class with, like, bread in your mouth. (laughs) But Tonica has it in his mouth while just carrying him. It was such a clever addition. (laughs) I think this is genuinely the funniest anime I've ever watched. And that's it for this week's episode. <laughs> like, it's just continuously so funny. <laughs> so, since they knocked her over, they ended up screwing up her handouts because she's the class president, so she has to go get all the handouts and everything. And so, <laughs> this is probably my favorite little one-liner from the whole show. So, they offer to help her fix the handouts that they screw up. So, they go to the they go to the little office room to go reprint the handouts. And so, they're all talking about computer skills. Because Ota notices a typo. I forgot about this. Ota notices a typo on the printout. So... He, he like clicks on it and types it up really quick <laughs> and Shiraishi was just like oh you got some computer skills <laughs> then Tonika was just like I also have some computer skills and both of them just look at him and they're amazed they're like what <laughs> you actually know how to use a computer <laughs> so he takes he's like I have the perfect use for one of these so he takes the laptop closes it sticks it up his shirt then he just goes bulletproof. That wasn't that funny when watching it. Like, it was funny when watching it, but it wasn't that funny. But hearing you you talk about it, it just killed me. <laughs> because it's so stupid. And he's so proud of it, too. Like, he looks so uncomfortable. And it's, it's just Tariashi's face of just being like, you did your best. Good try. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the moment where the character's faces just go blue and all you hear is, it's one of those moments. <laughs> uh, okay, but basically, in that episode, the main point is that sure, she she sends them home. 
because Janica gets sleepy after she she gives him a macaroon and and he gets and... sleepy so he's just stapling the air when he's supposed to be stapling papers and so she sends macaroon them, seashell she sends them home and then she she um she then has that moment where you think that she's actually going to be a really evil character because all of a sudden she gets really quiet and just walks over to the coffee machine and puts her hands down and the musical stops and you think, oh my god, she's going to be so evil. And she just goes, ah, and she unrolls her skirt, which she's had rolled up to be a normal length that it makes it like below her knees. She puts her bangs up. So she's got like a pineapple on the top of her head. She takes her contacts out, puts glasses on. It just makes her eyes disappear. It's just like glasses. And she takes off her ribbon, her bow. And she just slobs out. She's like, finally alone at last. And then Tonica is carried back in by Orta because he forgot his bag and and Orta just goes oh grabs Tanaka's bag and goes Sumimasen and then just leaves and she's just her face it's just it's another one with <laughs> yep um, and then the next day she's just running around following them the whole time because she thinks that like they're, they're gonna tell everyone about um her, the fact that she um, is like a completely different person um, when when she's alone and she's like a complete loader and a dog. Um, but but Orta didn't even realise that it was the same person and Tanaka didn't see because he was asleep. <laughs> so then then um, they end up having a conversation about it. Um, she ends up like realising that like people don't recognise her and so she goes walking through the hallway as like her slobby self um, and Tanaka and and Ota are um, walking down the hallway and Tanaka, who's awake this time, um, says Shaoishi and she goes, yeah and then she's like, oh shoot, you just discovered my secret and then she has to confess to them and then there's a really heartwarming moment of, you know, you can relax a bit it's kind of nice that you um, aren't always perfect. It makes you like shine less, so I can actually look at you, um, kind of thing. And then, um, uh, she ends up kind of developing a bit of a crush on Tanaka because he was the only one that recognized her when she was, um, in her like slobby state. And then at the very end of the episode, Ota asks Tanaka how he could tell that it was she, and he says because she may have been able to disguise her face but you can't disguise your boobs <laughs> and so he recognised her by her chest size and this joke is brought up one more time in the last episode <laughs> oh god but throughout the whole time like, from now on, Ota just starts casually referring to her every now and then as Macaroon Shisho. Because <laughs> the macaroons are so good. He's just like, oh, you're the master. Uh, uh, my stomach actually hurts really, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
four. Now we're I'm going, crying. Good to episode five. I know. I've like fully shed tears from this. This is so funny. It's funny. Like this is a show. Please watch this with friends. Like if you have the opportunity, or at least discuss it with friends after you've watched it alone. <laughs> Because it's so much more fun and it's so much funnier when you're with a group of people. It makes it stupider and funnier and I don't know, it's great. It's it's three hours of your time. Yeah. You'll you won't regret it. No, not at all. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so, so in episode five is called Tanaka Kun's Day. Um basically Tanaka Kun needs to go grocery shopping as requested by his younger sister, but he can't remember what he needs to purchase. Um, so he goes to the store and he he's like they're looking around and Alta's with him and he's like oh do you need like food or detergent or whatever and, and throughout this whole time like Alta is like um, being like oh you should get chicken breast because it's cheaper and leaner and it's healthier for you has less fat on it and he's like talking about all this cool stuff and there's just like these like grocery shopping women that are just like popping up around the grocery store that are just like hot eyes looking at him just like oh my god he knows so much about grocery shopping. Um, and then, and then uh, uh, Tanaka set a reminder on his phone that goes off. He's like, oh yeah, I set a reminder on my phone that will tell me what I needed to buy. Um, and it's just the katakana pa. <laughs> so, so they're just like, okay. Uh, and he's like, I, I guess I got lazy halfway through typing and didn't finish out what it was. <laughs> so now they have to go through the store trying to find whatever it is they need that starts with pa. Um and uh, and so then they end up buying everything that um, starts with pa. And as they continue going, Ota is like talking more about the grocery stuff. And there's just this old lady that's just going, I want him to marry it to my family. And another one goes, um, uh, yeah, I have a daughter that would be available for him. And then another one just goes, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> just like... I, not not I want you to marry into my family not he's a really good guy not like any of the other things that the other ones were saying just I want one and was that okay so it's also a running theme throughout the show of Tanaka doesn't have any money so he's all the time bumming off of Ota for lunch yeah. so were you like me whenever it came to the scene whenever Tanaka was just like okay I'm gonna buy everything that starts with the letter P <laughs> And whenever we say everything, papaya, parmesan cheese, paprika, like, like everything that starts with the letter P that's a cooking ingredient, he bought it. But am I the only one that thought whenever I watched this to where I was just like, where did he get the money for all of this right. to where you could just literally buy everything that started with the letter P? But then, uh, uh, yeah, they, they, it's not sitting right with Alter. He's like, why did his sister get this dork to go pick up everything, uh, to pick up something from the store? It must have been urgent. Like, she must have needed it, like, right away. And they go outside of the store. And uh, there's a pancake truck outside of the store that's last day that it's going to be there. Last day for the pancakes. You need to get pancakes. And Alta's like, oh, it must be that, you know? That's the only reason why she would get him to pick it up now is because it's the last day that it's going to be there. It starts with P. Makes sense. And so uh, they go and buy pancakes. And he's like, oh, and my sister was talking about maybe wanting pancakes the other day, I think. Um, and anyway, so they go to school the next day and, uh, and Tanaka smells. <laughs> He, he's got an odor about him 
Um, and so uh, Ulta, uh, Ulta's like, what's up, Tanaka? Why do you, why do you smell funny? And he's like, oh, it turns out it wasn't um, any of the things that we bought. It wasn't pancakes that my sister wanted. It was pipe cleaner. And, and my sister got mad at me for spending all that money on things that we didn't need. So she made a pasta with Parmesan cheese, paprika, pepperoni, all of this other stuff on it. And, <laughs> and so that's why he smells. Uh, so then Shara, she starts wearing her glasses and, and she's relaxed a little bit. But now she's like full on in love with, with Tanaka. Um, but then there's a, a moment where she and Ota are talking in the hallway about who Tanaka's perfect wife would be. He's <laughs> like, does he, like, does Tanaka have a girlfriend? And he's like, no, I don't think so. Why? She's like, does he have someone that he likes? And he's like, like he starts imagining, like, every time that Tanaka... <laughs> Has said like, Ota can carry him. He cooks for him. He takes care of him. He buys him lunch. And he's like, "Oh, me." And they both say it at the same time, like, "You, it's you." And after that, Shiroshi just gives up on being his girlfriend and just says, "Well, at least I want to be his closest female friend because I know I'm never going to get to be as close to him as Ota." So she's just like accepted that they're an old married couple and that she's never gonna be as close to him as Otto is and just settles for being his closest female friend and then whenever she gets back to the classroom she's like okay I'm just gonna be his closest female friend Miano is in there like Shisho Shisho it's carrying on with everything and then she she has another moment of ah uh. Uh, so then anyway so then she um uh ends up running away and then miano thinks that she wants to be an apprentice too so she asks if um uh she could be an apprentice miano asks if she could be an apprentice um and tanaka's just like no like you can't be an apprentice either like what are you doing um and uh and then they have a really sweet moment because she's like well can we be friends then like sure she's just like can we be friends and Tanaka's just like, I thought we already were. And it was just kind of sweet. And then, uh, yeah, they all end up being female. Uh, being females? <laughs> they all end up being females. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Which, come the come the culture festival, <laughs> Tanaka could be. Emails. It's emails. Not females. They all end up being friends and swap emails. <laughs> not. They all end up being females. <laughs> And they end up swapping females. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so episode six is called The Sick Tanaka-kun. Uh, basically, Tanaka-kun doesn't use an umbrella because it's too much trouble, so he gets rained on. Um, so, <laughs> so then he decides that he's going to stand out in the rain to try and see if he can build a rain barrier. <laughs> Um, but when that doesn't work, he gets, he gets told off by the others, and he ends up walking home, 
I'm skipping over this quite a bit. There's a lot lot of detail in here, a lot of really funny jokes. But I'm I'm just loosely going over this because we're already nearly two hours into this this podcast and we're only halfway through. So um please go watch it. It's very, very funny if you haven't been able to tell. Um but yeah, I'm gonna gloss over quite a few jokes here, um, so that you can really get the full enjoyment out of watching them yourself. Um, uh, but he ends up walking home with strategy and uh, and they have a really kind of sweet moment together um, but then on the way to school the next day um, he, he doesn't use the umbrella again because he spent the entire time trying to dodge the raindrops it's like like the rainy season in Japan it's not like a light rain it's it's a downpour and he's trying to run between the raindrops so he doesn't have to go to the effort of putting up his umbrella anyway he ends up he ends up getting a cold um and uh and Um, and, and when he has a cold, he he, he uh, can't talk because his throat's so sore. So he starts writing stuff down on a piece of paper. And he, he ends up forgetting his history textbook. Um, and so he decides to go knock on the classroom next door to go find Echizen um, and ask to borrow her history textbook. Um, but when, when he goes to write out Echizen's name, he gets lazy <laughs> So he instead erases it and then says, Edgerson, you should change your name to either Tanaka or Ota, which is both his and Ota's last names. So you should change your last name. She takes this as a marriage proposal. And so she's like dying the whole day trying to figure out she just doesn't it doesn't occur to her that she could say no to both she just then assumes that she has to choose between them and spends the entire day fretting about who she's gonna choose <clears throat> and, and it's actually really sweet you get to see a whole different side of Etchison and it's very very cute um uh, and then Echizen, um, all while she's like freaking out about this, Echizen, uh, uh, yeah, all the, the whole time while Echizen is freaking out about it, uh, Tanaka uh, figures out um, a new game to play, which you don't find out what the game is, but you figure out that he's playing a game under the mask that he's wearing, because obviously he's sick, so he's wearing a mask. Um, and, uh, and <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically... Um, uh, Edgesen goes up to, to the door to talk to them um, and this is where I wrote another one of my quotes down um, and it just says is thumb wrestling that life threatening in delinquent society <laughs> um, any- <laughs> I'm just going to leave that as is uh, but at the end of at the end of towards the end of the episode they end up clearing up that um, he was just being lazy and Tanaka and Ota uh, completely misinterpret what she was saying as well um, and didn't get at all that she'd interpreted it as a marriage proposal um, and so they end up thinking that um, Tanaka has insulted her last name by basically saying that she should change it um, and he didn't realise that she was that attached to her, her last name um, so he apologises and they uh, but they totally don't get it um, and then 
uh, they end up calling her Echan. Um, Echan. 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 Um, but anyway, so then the next day he comes to school and he's um, feeling better. Um, and he goes to, and he, he's not wearing the mask. And then um, uh, uh, Ulta turns to, to Talika and he's like, uh, oh, you're feeling better. And Talika just turns to Ulta. He's like, yeah, I'm feeling great. And he's like so high energy. Um, and and Ulta's just like, eh? Um, and, uh, and it turns out that, I, uh, that uh, Tanaka underneath the mask was making faces the entire time, um, making stupid faces, and uh, um, and his face facial muscles had gotten activity, and he's like not used to not using them anymore. So, um, uh, and then he's just like, I'm gonna wear the mask for another day, even though I'm not sick again. And he ends up making a really stupid face. It's funny. Um, it's, uh, Okay, episode seven. Tanaka comes Valentine's. Tanaka opens a bag, um, opens his bag on Valentine's Day to find that there are delicious homemade chocolates and a note that's basically like you know those um magazine clipping notes. Uh, it's a magazine clipping note that says "I'm always watching." Um, and uh, Alta ends up getting some chocolate too, but it's dark chocolate. They spend the whole episode trying to figure out who it was that made the chocolate for Tanaka because there was like no note other than that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> this is where I wrote another one of my quotes. Um, in other words, I'm interested in the erotic, but the process to get there is too much work. Um. <laughs> so many great one-liners. <laughs> so many. Um, so they're walking home from Valentine's Day after spending the whole day trying to figure out who gave them the chocolates. So there's so many good jokes in there. Um, and this is where we meet, uh, Reno, who is, uh, Tanaka Kun's younger sister. Um, and, uh, yeah, she, um, uh, it ended up being her, when they were walking home, a tape recorder fell out of his bag and they were all freaked out. Like, oh my God, your bag's bugged. Like it's sketch. Um, turns out it was his sister's because she was using it to record her lectures um so she could play it back to her teachers so that they could listen to their own mistakes not so that she could take better notes um, um and uh anyway also could end up going around Tanaka-kun's house for coffee um and uh Reno this is where you discover that Reno really doesn't like um Otakun, uh, because she wants to be the closest to Tanaka, and this is where you end up with the uh, big brother, little sister kind of trope. Um, but she was the one that also gave him the dark chocolates, and she was the one who gave her brother the Valentine's Day chocolates. Um, but Tanaka-kun ends up believing himself to be the test subject for the chocolates for the boy that she supposedly likes, um, whereas she it did it because she loves her brother and, and considers um, Otakun her rival. There are so many good jokes throughout that episode um, that I can't even get into. Just so, so many throughout this whole anime. Episode 8 is um, Ulta-kun's ordeal. Um, Ulta didn't show up for school, so Tanaka um, was asked to take a worksheet to his house. Echizen shows him the way, as he doesn't know, um, as he was always being carried there and like never actually walked there himself. Um, Echizen ends up helping people the whole way there. And despite her being a delinquent... Um, she's, like, actually really well-respected in the community and, like, isn't a delinquent at all. Um, 
Ulfkin uh, ends up feeling really loved at Tanaka bringing him the worksheet. Um, and the next day, uh, when Ulfkin comes to school, he re- reveals that he ended up spreading his ankle because he was helping an old lady. Um, and she insisted that he go to the hospital and stuff, and it took up his day, so that's why he can go to school. Um, uh, yeah, so then he'll and he'll be healing for a week, so he can't, like, carry Tanaka or anything. Um... So Tanaka decides that he wants to help Otakun, um, and uh, he tries to pick him up. No, I think he just visualized trying to pick him up, yeah. and he like he doesn't even try. <laughs> like Ota just gets under his arms, and then there's a few times in this to where like you almost think like it's frozen to buffer. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just Tanaka just stopping yeah. what he's doing and then just. Standing yeah, there's a quite a few times where you think, oh god, like is is it like is it not working? Like is has it stopped playing? And it's like, no, no, that's just Tonica being especially slow. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um it's a very slow paced anime. The jokes are hilarious, but watching it through a second time I did realise that it, it is very, very slow paced, but I think it works for it because of just the whole premise of the anime. But yeah, it's it's not like how fast paced at all. Mm. Um. <laughs> so then, yeah, Tanaka basically is is doing what he can to help out Alta. Um, like in the music room where he speaks up for Tan- uh, for Alta, who um, uh, is supposed to be standing to sing, and he's like, "Oh, can can Alta can sit?" He sprained his ankle. Um, he's like, "Can I sit too? Because I'm helping Alta Kun and I'm tired." <laughs> and the teacher just responds with, "Do your best." <laughs> <laughs> They're so done with him. They just know that he's <laughs> that he's like so not capable. <laughs> that they're just like, just try your best, Danica. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So then, um, they uh, <laughs> there's a they end up having a um fire drill. <laughs> oh my god, this is this is genuinely. Hilarious. Okay, so Tanaka Kun gets lost during the fire drill because he's so used to being carried around by Otakun everywhere that he gets lost in the school. He doesn't even know where he's going most of the time. So the entire school is evacuated. He's just walking through the school and they're playing sad music and it's gloomy, but you're laughing because of how ridiculous it is. But it's like, if you just took that clip out of context, it would be so sad. But in context, it's the funniest thing you'll ever see. Because he's just like, he's looking at walls. He looks at, like, at the bathroom, just like, huh. <laughs> like, he's just. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even put it in a word. He goes and finds an empty chair and just looks at it. It's so sad. Like you're watching it, and it's all like grey toned, and the music is so sad. And he looks so lost, and his face is so sad. And it's and it makes it look like he took so long because in one of the scenes of him just standing around in the school, like it... it's a montage. It's a full montage. <laughs> like it shows a sunset reflecting through the windows. <laughs> It's, it, it gets funnier the more you watch it because the ridiculousness of everything else just makes it so funny. I don't know. It's so well done. 
Um, and then uh, oh. the, the episode ends with uh, Tanaka giving Ota-kun a um, <clears throat> coupon book to celebrate Ota's day um, because he decides to give him a day for how much that he helps him, but then laugh to himself because he's not going to remember it next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, the coupon book is just basically will walk to class himself <laughs> coupons. And <laughs> at the very end of the episode... Uh, uh, Otakun uses one and Tanaka is walking so slowly that the bell rings so Otakun runs back, picks him up his legs are just flailing and just runs him back to class and they get there in the nick of the time in the nick of time and um, uh, uh, Otakun just goes well that was useless (laughs) Um, so then episode nine is Welcome to Whack, which is their version of McDonald's. Um, and so basically Tanaka-kun has never liked McDonald's because it's just too fast-paced. Like it's fast food. He can't handle fast food. Um, so Otakun wants to try the limited edition dessert that's there. Um, but then Tanaka ends up finding out that there's a toy on the sign for their Happy Meal, but they call it a Lucky Meal. Um... And uh, it's like a tiny little, like, Roomba, like a little vacuum cleaner toy. Um, and he wants one. Um, so he gets to go get one. Um, I've done a drawing of him sucking the strawberry the strawberry shake in my notes. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's just, like, two round little bug eyes. I need you to send me a picture of this. It's two round little bug eyes, a nose, a hollow mouth, and then just lines where the cheeks are. <laughs> um, Please send me a picture of this. I have to see it. <laughs> I'll send it to you after the, after the recording. Oh, God, it's stupid. I'll have to put it up on the Instagram or something as well. Um, Tanaka-kun... Uh, once toy four, but they ended up running out. Um, so he gets a strawberry shake and he can't drink it because he's too weak. <laughs> um, which is why the draw where the drawing came in. The server ends up getting scared that he's mad about it um, and not having the toy because he just comes across that way. <clears throat> but the two of them end up actually admiring her for working so hard and that they couldn't have like part time jobs; they wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, and Tanaka ends up beginning to like. Um, whack because um of the fact that he can like relax there and stuff and eat food and it's pretty chill once he's ordered and sat down so i end up thanking the server and she realizes that they're actually nice people uh but watching her like panic behind the scenes is quite funny um they end up going again another day and when they go um Ota forgets his phone at school so he ends up leaving tanaka um with the food to like watch the table and stuff um to go and run and grab his, his phone when that's when her sister and her sister's friend end up showing there to join him. Um, Saya is the sister's friend. Um, and uh, Saya thinks that Tanaka is princely. Um, and I've got another quote here. <laughs> What's your brother's gorilla level? Um, <laughs> because, because Saya says that she's got an older brother too and that he's pretty manly, not princely at all. Like, he's pretty butch. Uh, she, she says, like, he's like a gorilla. Um, so then Tanaka goes, oh, how many gorillas? And she goes, oh, probably about three out of five. Um, and he goes, oh, that's a lot of gorilla levels. Um, and they end up having a really sweet conversation. Like Tanaka's like um, uh, concerned that he might not be um, 
like strong enough to protect his little sister. Um, but they end up having a really cute conversation. Um, and then he turns into a water blob, which is hilarious to see. So I recommend <laughs> that you watch this episode as well to see him as a water blob because it's also one of the, it's so funny. I'm going to keep saying it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but honestly, this entire anime is probably top two funniest animes I've ever watched ever. Like it hurts my stomach watching this. It just really hit my sense of humor. Top two. What was the first? Like, I've got to know what the other one is. Yeah. Now. Well, uh, Day Lives High School Boys is definitely up there. Um, but yeah, we'll have to oh, we'll have okay. to converse about the others, uh, about our funniest animes, and and maybe do a podcast um, later on of like top ten funniest animes and just do a brief discussion of each. I'm down. But anyway, so they end up finding out that uh, Sire's older brother is actually Alta and Tanaka and. Uh, and so, like, the the brother and sister duo are actually, like, friends. Like, the sisters are friends and the brothers are friends. Um, and that was, I don't know, it was funny. You kind of figured it out yourself before they mention it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good little trope. I thought that was cute. Mm. Um, so episode 10 is Tanaka Queen <clears throat> Summer. So they're at the pool, but Tanaka can't swim. Um, and so he brings, like, a floaty, but two little kids end up breaking the floaty and then getting scared about Alter, because Alter, throughout all of it, um, there's, like, little jokes where people think that he's a delinquent that's, like, bullying Tanaka, or he's, like, frightening people because he looks like a delinquent, but he's actually, like, the most sweet little mushball ever. Um... And uh, he can't swim, but he's like a master floater because he has zero physical strength. So he can just float. His buoyancy is max. Um, and, and so he ends up teaching the kids um, floating and they end up floating in their swim class and they start doubting the future of competitive swimming because Tanaka taught two kids to float. The teacher's face <laughs> during the flashback to all the kids, like it's like twenty kids all just floating on their backs in a synchronized swimming class, and the teacher is just sitting there like, "What?" <laughs> it's so good. Um, and so the next little story is that Mayano uh, wants to grow ten centimeters taller in a week, um, so that she can wear a grown-up yukata at the Hanabi Festival, a firework festival during the summer. Um, because at her height, they only sell adorable prints, not like grown up ones. So she can only get them with like cute little characters on them, and she wants to look sexy. Um, so they end up going to the shops to buy one um, for her or to see if they can find one. Um, and that's uh, Otakun, uh, Tanaka, and uh, Shirayashi and uh, Mayana all go. Um, and uh, Shirayashi at this point, like Mayana knows that Shirayashi is crushing hard on Tanaka. Um, and so she's like tries to offer her like oh you can come to the festival with us we'll all go together um, and Etchison so it'll be like the five of us and we'll go um, but she's already been invited by a couple of her friends so she can't go but she does try on a yukata in the store and she gets a compliment from Tanaka and it's really cute and she's like ah this this was like good enough that was that was sweet and it is a very sweet moment um and uh, um, then uh, Miano can't find a yukata that fits, um, but then Tanaka ends up offering to make her one. 
um, and uh, she ends up making one, and the group go to the firework festival, and Etchison um, ends up sharing a memory with Ota, and that's also really cute, and they're really sweet, and oh, it's just cute. Um, and then it ends up end ends with a joke because um, she gets she gets angry when he like runs off to go get some condensed milk on some shaved ice, and she ends up pouring all the shaved ice on his head, giving him shaved ice shampoo. Um, that episode is actually really sweet. It's probably just, I don't know, it's just such a cute episode. I, <clears throat> it's adorable. Um, but then as soon as the fireworks start, Miana can't see anything because she's too short, just as she's like, <laughs> just as she's fallen in love with her own height and accepted her herself the way that she is, uh, she can't see anything. <laughs> I was really hoping Ota would just like plop her chibi self down on his shoulder. Oh, that would be so cute. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I really wanted it. I was like, that would just, because <laughs> she's literally said like, never mind, I take it all back. I hate being short. <laughs> then I really just wanted to see Alta just pick her up and just plop. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cute. So then episode 11 is the cultural festival where they make a haunted house. Um, and Ota and Tanaka end up becoming ghosts. And Tanaka this whole time is trying to be invisible. <laughs> so he's, he's trying to just turn invisible and they actually animate him turning invisible. It's so funny. Um, and then, uh, uh, so they're like, oh, you... Uh, you end up getting like the most important part. You'll be fantastic as a ghost though because you have no presence. Um, and uh, and so they end up putting him in a cardboard box and it's just like, okay, you need to sit in this cardboard box and when somebody comes by, you need to jump out at them. He's like, okay. They put him in the cardboard box and they turn out all the lights like it's a simulation haunted house and he just falls asleep. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, they all get prepared for the the cultural festival. They set everything up. Um, but then on the day of the cultural festival, um, Ulta is actually scared of ghosts and can't do it. So Miyano has to take over and she becomes like a cat, aggressive cat demon. I don't really know what she's trying to be, but she looks adorable. Um and Tanaka actually is doing a really, really good job as a ghost. Like he's really scary, um, and like he, uh, like Tanaka is the highest rated attraction at the whole school yeah, festival because he's just asleep in the cardboard box, but he's asleep with his eyes open and the whites of his eyes showing. So I don't know if they like painted it on top of his eyeballs or what they did, but like he's he's asleep in the cardboard box, but with white eyes, um, and he's yeah, and they they say that he's the scariest part of the house. Um, but then they all decide to go on a one-hour lunch break, um, and when they go, um, Ota gets like caught up in like people asking him to help out because he's so tall, so he can reach stuff, and he's just so helpful, so he like runs around to go help people. So Tanaka decides that he's going to go find somewhere quiet to go take a nap. And so he's walking throughout the whole school, and it's crazy busy because it's a cultural festival, there's people everywhere, and it, um, and he can't find anywhere until he decides to go up onto the roof. And when he goes up onto the roof, it's been, like, shut off, you can't go up onto the roof, so he just, like, hangs out in the stairwell there and sits in a cardboard box and goes to sleep. But in his mind, it's only been, like, ten minutes. Um, it's already been the entire hour, um, and he's late. <laughs> and um, so he goes to sleep in this cardboard box, and Otter goes looking for him um and as he goes looking for him he's wondering about um he can't find him anywhere uh, he decides to go check out the roof and when he goes to check out the roof um Tanaka kind of hears him so he gets up to um peek over the edge but he's still in full ghost costume so he like 
sneaks up over the edge with his lack of presence and then it's just like Ota and then Ota just stares up at him and it's just like this terrifying ghost at the top of the stairs in the darkness and he just faints and doesn't wake up again until the end of the cultural festival like hours time um and uh, and so then yeah the others come in and find them eventually they wake them both up uh, because Tanaka gets out of his cardboard box, goes down and sits next to Ota, who's just fainted on the floor, and just sleeps next to him. Um, and, uh, yeah, but anyway, they end up finding them both and um, getting them to help up clean up and everything. And then they have, like, uh, a little party afterwards to celebrate the success of the cultural festival. And, yeah, it's really sweet. I like that episode as well. The whole thing about this anime, the entire anime is just sweet. It's funny and adorable and... And just cute. I just like it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so cute. It's so cute. Um, so episode 12 is Tanaka-kun's happiness. This is the last episode. Um, so basically they have a seating change and Tanaka-kun gets put in the front row in the middle. And he's like putting curses on everything to try and make sure that he doesn't get put there. But he ends up getting put there. Um, but Miano ends up getting put right behind Altakun, who is a giant. Miano is tiny, she can't see anything, um, right at the back of the class. So <laughs> this is one of the places, uh, this is, I think, the third time that um, Tanaka moves quickly. But this is like has, the quickest that we've seen him move. <laughs> there's um, there's uh, the rain when he's running through dodging raindrops. There's him having a coughing fit. And then there's this. I can't think of another time when he moves quickly. Uh... I think that's it. I think those are the only three times he ever moves quickly. This is the one that I was alluding to earlier in the episode. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever we were talking about it. Because... So Miano is losing her mind about it. She's like, I can't see. I can't do anything. And Ota turns around and she's like, Miano, I, Tanaka, just moved. Like before Ota can even get another syllable out, he's already in the back of the classroom going, oh, Miano, I'll switch with you. It could have been the Flash. Yeah, like, I think pages, like, rustled whenever he moved that quickly. He teleported. He might as well have. Like, he... He moved so quick. It's, it's I'm, I'm, just, I'm just dead. I'm dead, too. Um, so then... Uh, he ends up getting the perfect seat because he switches with Miano and he's like behind Ota so nobody can see him and he's just like, yeah, I can nap here the whole time now. Uh, so she ends up sitting next to him. So she's got the seat next to him. Um, and she starts like freaking out about like, how can I make him notice me? <laughs> so she tries like the hair flip and... <laughs> And all kinds of stuff. And she's reading this magazine that's telling her, like, tips to get a teenage boy to notice you. And nothing's working. Until she unbuttons her shirt a little bit and says, oh, it's so hot in here. And all of a sudden, Tanaka's eyes are, like, glued on her chest. 
Like, it's eyes, just like you literally see him staring out of the corner of his eye. Anytime they focus in this show, like little diamonds pop up beside their face. And you just see one little purple diamond with a little tink just pop up beside it. And she's like... She's like, I want Tanaka to notice me, but only Tanaka. I don't, I don't want to go for the sex appeal. It's like nothing else worked except for that. And then what she does, because Tanaka's just like, look, he's just like, she's like, I'm not interested in love or any of that. I like to be left alone. And then you see Tonika walking home with her in her, like, full slob get up with, like, the hair tie in the front and the braids. And everybody starts teasing him because, like, oh, who is this? Like, Tonika's got a girlfriend. Who is it? And then finally Fanta pieces it together because Tonika gets like they're teasing him to the point where he is pissed it's the only time that you ever see him angry ever but and so he's so pissed that he walks home by himself and as he's walking home he's like oh this would be a perfect time for this person and this person he's like oh he's like i i actually need people mm, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's so cute and it adorable cute. <laughs> but and so finally like they're tailing him home the entire time because they're like, oh, he's got a girlfriend. We're going to figure out who it is. <laughs> and so Ota finally pieces it together. He's like, oh, Makarun's Shisho. <laughs> <laughs> so he does like, no, no. <laughs> Tanaka doesn't actually have a girlfriend. <laughs> it's Macaroon Master. <laughs> Everybody's like, Macaroon Master, what? He's like, oh, she's just a friend of ours. Like, he legitimately doesn't. Uh. And so then Tanaka and Shiraishi have an adorable moment at the school Mm. of... Because Shiraishi is just freaking out. She's like, oh, I made him have a fight with all his friends. Mm-hmm. She's like, I feel bad and I think I've failed because I don't... She's like, my my slob persona is what he needs. Is like what he would prefer, but I put all this work into this other character. And she's like, I don't know what to do anymore. And Donica sits up because he was asleep, like stretched across three chairs in the back of the classroom. And she's like, wait, how long were you here? He's like, oh, I was just sleeping. But anyway, like, you shouldn't feel bad. Like, if you fail, there's always tomorrow. Or always the next day. And if tomorrow doesn't work. Yeah, it's like, or even a year from now, like, it'll eventually work out. And she's just like, you know, coming from you, that's not all that comforting. He's like, oh. Maybe this is how I am. (laughs) But it's just an adorable little moment. She's like, okay. She's like, well, I'm going to keep trying and I'm going to do my best. (laughs) And then cut to the full song. 
Yeah, and that's the end. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Like I said, solid eight and a half to a nine. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, a good I'm show. Def- I enjoyed I'm- it. I loved it. Same rating for me as well. Same, same rating. <laughs> like, I was just able to rate this one so much higher. I don't know what it was, but it's just... Like, I think it kicks the other two shows that we watched last week's ass. <laughs> I think it's just different, isn't it? I mean, like, The Daily Lives of High School Boys is sketch comedy to me. Like, it's it's a skit. It has no linear plot. It's just, it's stupid, but it, it I don't know, it's different. Um, and it makes me laugh a lot, but probably a little bit less than this when discussing it. But in the, I don't know, it's got a rewatchability level that I think is different to this, because that one's forgettable, but this one I don't think is forgettable. It's quite memorable it is it's very memorable Mm -hmm. but i feel like you could still watch it through a second time and laugh just as much (laughs) yeah i definitely did i I laughed just as much the second time and for different things um Mm. because i didn't notice things the the first time that i watched it um and that i did notice the second time because there's so many little tiny jokes through it there's so many little running jokes through it there's so many side jokes and and uh back character jokes and set design jokes and art jokes and like tiny little things all the way through the whole thing that you don't notice and so you do get that level of rewatchability because you can pick up on new things every time you watch it Mm, mm, for sure i want a second season (laughs) Yes, second season, please. <laughs> but I think the reason I'm actually able to rate this one higher is because there is a legitimate, like, it is linear. Yes. And although there's yeah. not an actual plot, there still is a plot. And yeah. there's legitimate character development. Yeah. And I've said it a lot on this podcast so far. Like, I am a sucker for character development. Yeah. And that little bit in the 12th episode to where he's just like, huh. Maybe I do actually need everyone. And he's talking to his sister. He's just like, I'm very glad I have friends. Like, yeah. I'm very happy for all of them. And I was just like, ah, oh, my heart. Yeah. Oh, you win. You win, show. You've officially completely won me over. Yeah. There's there's quite a bit of character development. I think probably the one character that started off pretty fully rounded was Ota. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he, I think he's probably the only one that, that didn't really have any kind of character development, but he's, I think he's needed because that makes him, like, the steady. He's the constant. Mm. So with everyone else around him, developing, changing, coming to terms with elements about themselves, uh, discovering romance or whatever, he's the one solid character, and that is him through and through. He is completely solid the entire time. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And he is solid, Mm -hmm. too. (laughs) He's a big boy. (laughs) I wonder how tall he is, because, like, he's tall for Japanese people, but, like, is he tall? I don't know. Makes me curious, huh? That's a good question. They never gave us, like, a full, like, centimeter count on any of the characters. No, I'm gonna Google it, because it might have been in the manga. I've been crying. This has been great. I've enjoyed this. (laughs) Me too. My throat is, like, sore and my, like, stomach hurts. I've got, like, a six-pack now that I didn't have before. Uh, that's how you can tell. Like, <laughs> my voice has been cracking the entire time. Oh, I love it. Six foot. Six foot? Six foot. You mean to tell me that I'm taller than Ota <laughs> by four inches? Yep. Baka. 
According according to fandom.com, he is six foot. Huh. Yeah, interesting. I figured he'd be taller. Like I figured like six four, six six almost. Oh, Tanaka Kun's only five six, that makes sense. Oh Okay, okay, makes sense. I'm also guessing Tanaka's like a hundred pounds soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to see about Miano. Four foot two. <laughs> but I'd almost say like four eleven. Uh, four eight. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, she's tiny. And that's another thing I'll say too. Like, I feel like all the voice actors on this show, like, fit their characters extremely oh, so well. well. So well. Yeah, when you, uh, sent me the clip of the, the dub, it really threw me for a loop. I was like, What? What? <laughs> but even so, the clip of the dub, like, the voice actors fit so well, too. I think they did fit, yeah. It just fits in a different way. Because in the sub, um, Otakun's voice is quite deep mm. and, like, barrowing. Like, bar- that's not a word. Like, hollow, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's a presence voice. Whereas in the dub, I would put him more at, like, a uh movie star kind of manly jock type voice rather than like a deep resonating mm. voice so they do work just different types yeah like it fits for the character in different ways yeah because yeah Ota's still very serious in the japanese version but he's like i don't know like i don't know how to put it it fits if it, it fits really well it Either does way, fit. it fits I perfectly agree. Yeah. No, uh, I I don't really have anything else to say on this. So uh, what about you? You got anything else that you yeah, want to say? I'm, I'm out of stuff to say as well. Like there's, yeah. like, I, I feel like we can only say, oh, it's so good. It's so good. So many times it's, before it just becomes repetitive. It's genuinely really, really good. So yeah, uh, I think we're going to go rest our stomachs and our throats um, from laughing so hard and uh drink some tea or something i'm not sure <laughs> um yeah I, I think i'm gonna have some sparkling water and then drive home and go to bed <laughs> yeah. yeah sounds like a good plan um but yeah thank you guys so so much for listening you do very much appreciate it um if you want to follow the podcast feel free to do so on your current platform that you're listening to it on um but we're also on uh spotify itunes and uh podbean so uh bnbanime.podbean.com i believe that is correct. Yeah. And if you have any suggestions, you can hit us at any of the socials at BNB Anime, or you can email us at bnbanime at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also follow the lovely Blue mm. on all of the socials at Blue Lavender STM, or you can also find her on Twitch Monday through Saturday, unless I'm stealing her away <laughs> to record podcasts. <laughs> At twitch.tv forward slash blue lavender. Yeah, and you can also find Brad when he does stream um, on Twitch at Brad Copper Gaming. <laughs> <I> do stream. <laughs> I'm hurt. You need to get back into it, dude. I promise I will. I've been without a setup for like a week. Yeah. Don't remind me, it hurts. I miss streaming. Aww. I miss gaming. Oh, we miss you too. You need to come back to Twitch. <laughs> Um, and you I promise, can- I'll be back. <laughs> but you can also find him um, on the socials at Brad Carter Gaming as well, I believe. Um, or just Brad Carter, I think, on a couple of them as well. But if you go to his Twitch, then you'll be able to find everything else from there. Um, everything is linked there. Everything is linked there. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you don't watch the anime, please just watch the opening. 
It's amazing. It's so good. You'll smile from ear to ear and then you'll watch the whole anime because you can't watch the opening without watching the anime. It just makes you want to keep watching. So watch it. Um, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> that, that, that's been the most violent watch it that we've gotten so I will threaten you like you threatened the gods. Um, yeah, no, it, it's genuinely, genuinely fantastic. It's such a good anime. Um Honestly, out of all of the animes that we have so far watched and recommended to watch, I would put this one close to the top, like in the top three of so far of you need to watch it, you need to watch it right now. Uh, maybe even top, just this This is your introduction to anime, watch it. Yeah, like this is one of those shows that you could literally recommend to anyone to watch. Yeah. And... Like I can, I can highly recommend it, especially with everything going on in the world right now. Yeah. This is a show that I think everybody needs. Like it's a perfect escape for three hours. If you skip the OP, don't skip the OP. So four hours. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it truly is just a perfect escape from everything. Yeah. You'll laugh. You'll cry from laughing. It has its heartwarming moments. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's really good. Like, watch it. Watch it with friends just six feet apart because social distancing. <laughs> yeah, just get on just Skype or Discord or have a Discord party or whatever. Careful of some of them. I know that, like, Zoom has been banned in a lot, in a lot of places because of the um, trolls and stuff that have been hopping on there. But whatever, like... Um, messenger app basically that you have to um you can skype people with throw this on watch it together laugh together cry from laughing together ah together um you won't cry there's not a sad episode everything that is that looks like it's going to be sad is actually hilarious um Mm. it there's not a sad moment in it it's genuinely so funny um and sweet and heartwarming and bubbly and it's a fantastic show to watch right now. So, yeah, 10 out of 10, do recommend. Yes, yes, 10 out of 10, do recommend. Outside of that, thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. You all are amazing. And we will catch y'all next week, hopefully for Kiki's delivery service, or we'll find something else <laughs> last minute. Because, yeah, we are perfect at planning. <laughs> we are so good at planning. <laughs> But yeah, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.